G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport. Drink a few Tyler Zeros. Yes, quasi dry July <laughs> for me now with a baby incoming. And talk about the big stories that unfolded in the wide world of sport. In today's show, we're talking cricket. England have pulled a win out of their ass against uh, <laughs> against India. Johnny Bairstow's in some kind of form. We'll discuss that. Yeah. Plus, Australia, Sri Lanka. We're about to watch f- the first session uh, unfold live before our eyes. Day three there in Gaul. NRL, a massive, massive uh, lead up to the big origin game three. Decider, uh, one apiece. And a look back at the, uh, the mini round that was in the club games. AFL round 17 uh, is just about through. A few games will be unfolding as well live before our eyes. A little bit of news in the NBA, soccer, and uh, the NFL. We're, we're starting to chat NFL. We're big fans of the NFL here on the Esky. Uh, any of our uh, you know avid listeners would know that uh, we're not we're not quite into preseason, but in the in the month leading up to the preseason, we're going to start talking NFL fantasy. So we got Sean's fantasy files. He's been studying studying the rookies, and uh, we'll be talking <laughs> NFL rookies to look out for for your fantasy team, and we'll have a look at uh, some other positions in the episodes coming. Plus a shortish final round. Um, there was the massive USC two seven six card. We did discuss that last episode. Please do check that out on our YouTube. But we do have a little bit of fight news. F one uh, is in Austria and Wimbledon. Uh, big big. Uh, news in Wimbledon. Well, mm-hmm. I, might, I might leave it for Sean's sh- share to beer just quietly. And uh, <laughs> and uh, please remember, we do have timestamps. If you're watching the pod on uh, on YouTube, you can click on the timestamps or just watch the whole bloody thing. We do have uh, clips, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and some socials. Please do check them out. They come out at the end of any of our videos and clips. And sh- Max, me and you didn't talk about it, but we're both wearing our Carlton Draft. Shirts, uh, get at the Carlton Draft. You can use the code ESKY to get 20% off any of their gear, uh, shirts, hats, stickers, the rest of it. Boys, we like to shout a beer to start off the show to commend excellent behaviour or uh, something. I don't know if it's behaviour. Something in the sporting arena. Something Something in the sporting sporting arena that's deserving of a nice cold frothy given to you telepathically via the interwebs. Monks, how are you going? Who are you shouting a beer this week? I like how you clarify that that's telepathically. We're not actually shouting these beers. Like, we're not building up some massive bar tab, are we? No, because like we've said before, we've shouted entire teams, entire NFL <laughs> rosters, I think once the United States. So, uh, yeah, given the cost, of, the cost of everything, inflation and the rest of it, I don't know if we can fork out 340 million uh, froths. Although you take out the underages, uh, you might go back, you know. Actually, then you have to... You know, you do include all the illegals in the United States. You might have to pay for them actually as well. So let's just call it an even 340 million if we had to shout the entire United States. Alas, you're only shouting one person, so that probably won't break yep. the bank of the Esky. Not this week. With a telepathic beer, maybe yep. a couple of zero for him. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you shouting, Max? Yep. Um, yeah, I'll let you guys be a judge of whether he deserves it or not. But um, I'm shouting Pat Perez a beer this mm. week. Um, so after shooting a cool 80... Um, at the Pumpkin Ridge Portland Live Invitational. Uh, I think that was a six over. Um, he managed a $1 million payday. Um, in part, uh, that was due to his team uh, winning the Invitational. Um, so, What's sh- What shit names his team on? Are they the Thrashers or the Trashers <laughs> or the Crashers or whatever fucking Tuesday night indoor sport kind of mm-hmm. name that they've got in the Live Golf it. Tournament? That's it. No, nothing too uh, – at least it's golf-related. Um, mm. They're called the Aces. The Aces. Um, 
Yeah, so his team, he's got, um, I think it's Dustin Johnson, uh, Taylor Gooch, and... Love good Gooch. Uh, <laughs> I have... I think... What was the it? fourth person? No, there's teams of four. There's yeah. teams of four. Patrick Reed. Ah, Patrick pretty, Reed. Pretty handy, DJ and Patty Reed. Yeah, yeah, so, so they... So he's saying he was carried? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he finished 34th in a field of what's like 40 or 60 40, yeah. odd, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, tough, tough going out there. Tough going, um, but yeah, one million dollar payday for just showing up and yeah. shooting, um, shooting there's, eighty. There's always shooting that 80. one dude in the project that shows yeah. up on the day to get the <laughs> does nothing That's and still get an A plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably me for a lot of my university <laughs> career, to be honest. Yeah, no comment on this end of the table. <laughs> um, also on socials, um, saw him. He was belting out. We are the champions on mm. a private jet that the the live uh, live competition is. Did you see this private jet team. by the way? The no, it's it's called the, the Crystal <laughs> Sky. It's cost seventy five seventy three thousand dollars. I don't know if that's US an hour. Oh right, rent. yeah. Um, and he just had that's every, Saudi money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's for <laughs> real money. That's it. So, um, yeah, live. Competition living up to its name, I Live, guess. Living it up. Very yep. good. Very good. I like what you've done there. Yeah, good <laughs> on him. You know, little battler going out shooting 80. I'd love to be battled for an 80, you know. <laughs> and scoring uh, a $1 what, million yeah, dollars as well. Yeah, score 1 million. Go party with the Saudis. Uh, yeah, don't know about the Both one. Welcome our insect overlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to kiss some Saudi ass at the moment with the fuel prices the way they are. Uh, yeah, go live golf tournament. Yeah. Who have you got this week, Sean? Oh, so changing up, uh, moving into the tennis world, I'm going to shout a beer out to Nick Kyrgios. Uh, just make it through to the Wimbledon final after uh, Rafa had to pull out through mm. injury and there's a bit of hoopla about that. Uh, but I think Nick, the reason for the shout of beer for Nick is he's been getting hammered uh, by the media, especially the British media. They love to get stuck into him, mm. getting stuck into him about his red shoes and red hat, etc. Um, but he's... Played well. He's, he's played up to his le- effort. Yeah, you know he's he's off the court. Well, off the court record is just as good. Um, <laughs> smashing beers till two o'clock and then showing up for that was the night before <laughs> a game. Before a game, yes, yeah, just backing up straight into a tennis <laughs> match. Absolute legend. Uh, but I think I think the the you know in spite of all the other shit and the, everyone trying to go after him, he's just gone out and done his job. Mm. Um, has managed to to I guess well it is a walk over he's walked his way into the final here and he goes up against default, the Joker default default <laughs> but you know you know our thoughts on the Joker on this on this table so um yeah happily back Nick in this one and hopefully you see him uh, maybe finally win a Grand Slam so mm. which would be huge be massive um, yeah yeah I've I've loved some of the chat the the, the memes of you know uh, photoshopping Nick Kyrgios's face onto Ash Barty's you know as in like the two five year olds and they. They cross them over uh, and say, yeah. this is, you know, the up-and-coming tennis goat. It was, it's been funny. It's been good. So big shout-out beer to Nick Kyrgios, local lad. Uh, go out there and do one against Joker for us. We'll talk That's about it. that at the end of our final round as mm. well. Mm. Uh, and my shout of beer, anyone that's been with us for, oh, what, about a year or so <laughs> would know the Frank the Tank incident where I forgot which team Frank the Tank Kaminsky played yes. for uh, last year in the in the NBA playoffs. Um, but I will know this year, um, or as of as of this week, he's gone to the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks for a one-year deal. He was uh, His season was actually marred by injury. He barely got on for the Suns mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but, yeah, Frank the Tank of... Me making a fool of myself on the internet fame. Uh, enjoy your beer and your tenure as an Atlanta Hawk. Mop of the week. We give out a mop here. Uh, yeah. And 
Look, there was a few going around this. There was, this yeah, week. we had a few few ideas. I've actually yeah. thought of giving myself a self mop. <laughs> I, I'll tell you the story quickly. You've got uh, enough mops but, as it is. Been, well, I've been watching a bit of you know Tom Hawkins the way he does his ruck work. You know, obviously similar build to myself. You know, through, of course. Through, I was like, where's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how he he'll, he'll do any anything in the inside fifty. He'll do his own ruck work, and he plucks him yeah. out, plucks him out, and uh, and snaps goals a lot of the time. Mm. Thought I'd try the same, and I managed to pluck the ball out, managed to step someone, and I was running into an open goal, went to snap, and it hit the post by a bee's dick. Snicko would have picked it up. <laughs> you could have heard it. And, we, we, uh, we're supposed to be talking the two in the middle or the one the on the outside? Middle. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> for a point. Not for an out in the fall. Not for an out in the fall. Uh, but it definitely should have been six points rather than one. And, uh, yeah, it would have uh, changed our uh, 11 goal loss to a 10 goal loss. <laughs> <laughs> In local footy here yesterday. Uh, Alas, I'm not going that. We're going the sport of rugby union for your ridiculous rules. Now, there was the (laughs) second test um, between England and Australia uh, last night in the Rugby uh, Suncorp Stadium. Still sold out. Sold out. Caveat. Sold out. Sold out, as was Perth. um, And I Mm. think the third game uh, will be sold out. Now, an intentional knock-on. Apparently gets you a yellow card. Sean, do you want to run us through what happened here? Well, the what what happened in the situation was it was an intercept attempt. Mm-hmm. So I guess the rules there very much to stop knocking the ball down in, in simple passing lanes, like as the ball's yep. going past deliberately. Deliberately. Uh, but this one was the winger, you know. Was Isaiah Perez. Yes, it was a basically a double cutout ball. It was like a big one. He's stuck up the right mitt, uh, knocked it up in the air and potentially went very close to intercepting it, mm. but it – Falls just in front of him, unfortunately. Uh, but that gets called an, an intentional knock-on and that gets him uh, sat ten, down. For ten, ten in the bin. In the, in the bin, so yeah. So not just being a bit of a redundant penalty in itself yeah. because it wasn't a deliberate knock-on. It was a deliberate attempt at being a hero and running 80 metres exactly. and scoring yeah. at the other fucking end. Yeah. Uh, you then lose a man and, you know, Australia had to defend with 14 men in the first test. They did very, um, you know, did a great job of it, but it kind of led to some England points and mm-hmm. England got off to a, a really good start. They're up 19-0 in this game. And for a lot of the casual fans that, you know, maybe are leagueies and want to watch a little bit of international rugby, they're left yeah. scratching their head uh, just going, what is this sport coming to? That, that is a joke of a decision and a joke of a rule. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, a lot of those kind of trying to tune in in between some of the other sports last night as well, kind of, you know, the sentiment, especially through the social medias, of course, is like yeah, this this sport's just not interesting. I guess it appeals to the old boys. It's yeah. ex- exactly the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones that keep turning out and settling out there in the, comp- the, you know, the, the stadiums. But it's you know, maybe the next generation, the young guys coming through, where is all that talent going because – uh, there's two other leagues in this country and they are very much uh, at the forefront taking all those young talent, I would have thought. Yeah. Mm. Um, especially considering, you know, you heard no, nothing about this. I saw one mention of this test and that uh, how crucial it was going to be, well, which made me think, oh, they're already up to the last one. But no, this was the, the second of the three. So You've got to gotta have Stan Sport or, or they showed on 9 now. It wasn't even on Channel 9. Yeah. It was on Gem. Yeah. So I don't know, yeah. fucking, you know, <laughs> what what reruns they were running on on Channel Nine to to get it knocked back to Gem or, or Nine now. At least, yeah, there are sellouts. You know, there's obviously still a lot of interest in uh, the international game in rugby. There's a World yep. Cup happening uh, next year. Um, so, you know, they're all positives. But yeah, when you know, it, it was a perfect opportunity for him as well because you had only the one rugby league game in in West Tigers and Parramatta. 
Yeah, uh, and yeah, it was it was a it was a perfect opportunity to to drag a few casual eyeballs in, and the ones that went in have to you know watch a bloke get get you know sent to the pine for yeah. for trying to <laughs> an intercept. It's it's a joke, man. And and so you know just some of the the play by England, a lot of penalty goals, and you know kudos to them for getting the win, making this, the third games uh, you know a little bit more interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, pre- like, predicament that rugby union finds itself in. Yeah, and they, they just, there's so many great storylines they could be building. Out. They remember Eddie Jones is there coach at the moment mm-hmm. so like they could be you know building that up and trying to sell all that and then try to draw in some more of the the casuals into it but yeah it's um was it miss castle who was the the head of rugby australia for a little while possibly yeah, yeah. yeah. post raylene or no rain no raylene yeah raylene yeah, yeah. i think yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the name yeah so but she's been out for a good 12 months over 12 yes, months yes, yes yeah. but she's her legacy is well well in place currently yeah. is what i'm getting at so it's a solid job there akin to that <laughs> italian cruise ship uh the <laughs> captain that that ran the ship straight into the fucking dock yeah and then took his own life, but fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> and Raylene did wonders for the Bulldogs too. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, there will be a decider next week in the rugby, if that is your cup of tea, and hopefully no deliberate knock-on uh, yellow cards. Yes, yes, please. That runs us into another England victory, a historic one at that. Uh, let's talk cricket. The fifth test between England and India. We'd covered sort of day one and day two last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. India, of, uh, of course, went out and made 416 with Punt going to punt and, you know, smacking his 146. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we were five for 83, I think, last pod um, with, with England's first innings. Yeah, and your, I think your quote was Stokes very and. accurate. was, yeah, it was Stokes and Bar- Barstone. It's Barstow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny speak. Barstool. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barstow. Uh, Johnny Bairstow. Bairstow. There Bairstow. you go, brother. Bairstow. There you go. That's Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> That's Sunday, zero beers in. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but it's it was – I think you you hit the nail on the head. They had to do do what they needed to do. Stokes didn't get really enough here. But no, he Billings, made 25. Billings held, held around long enough mm. to, I guess, give Johnny the chance to put on a decent decent runs there to at least put them in the hunt because we were worried they weren't going to get 150 or they, you know, maybe they get 200. Yeah, when you five for 83, we were yeah. talking about follow-ons and, and yeah. the like. So yeah. 284 was a was a solid get in the first mm. um, there to then kind of push it into this. For the back half of this test match, so yeah. and and the big talking point out of this uh, was mm. early on day three the heated exchange between Virat Kohli and Johnny Barstool Besto. Um, Besto, I think, was thirteen off sixty odd at the time. Uh, you know, India were right on top of England; they were about five for ninety seven, and it, it wasn't really clear what was said. It did seem like Besto instigated, uh, and then there was a lot of finger pointing and heated words, and actually, Virat Kohli ended up blowing some kisses to, to Johnny Bairstow. Uh, post-match uh, or post-day's play, I think Johnny said something along the lines of, oh, there was nothing in it, it was just a bit of passion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Of course Johnny is going to say there was nothing in it because yes. after, you know, that exchange, he just went mad. He just went mad. He lifted yeah, he the, his scoring <laughs> rate um, and <laughs> he, he seems to play very, very well when he's 
Angry. I, I think it's a ginger thing. I think it's a, I really do think it's a ginger thing. Stokes plays well when he's angry. Besto plays well when he's angry. Uh, our friend of, of on the Esky uh, steam. I've never seen him angry, so I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine uh, you know if he got fired up, you know he might be be able to lift his game. Um, and the, the tweet of the week, I reckon, was from uh, was from Jimmy Neesham of of uh, New Zealand Test cricket fame, uh, and he said, "Why do opposing teams keep making Johnny Besto angry?" Lol. He gets bet ten times better. And I had uh, <laughs> images of, of Johnny the Hulk Bester. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. I don't know why he's Scottish. Uh, and him, you know, busting out, you know, that big chest and turning green or red or whatever, whatever we can do in this iteration of, uh, of the Hulk in my head. Uh, and, yeah, he just completely... Uh, responded to all the all the pressure and you know all the all the Indians, especially Virat Kohli, giving him mm. plenty and uh, and just went wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, let's keep England in this Test match. Thanks very much. Yeah, well, Kohli's kiss of death, I think, it is, is probably what it yeah ended up being because it, it, it continued so uh, to the point it was through the what's England's second innings, you know, mm. Kohli over exaggerating. Celebrating some of those wickets to the point that yeah, the, the one of the Johnny Besto one, yeah, he? yeah. So the umpire had to, to to step in and and you know give him a couple of words mm. and say mm. settle down a little bit. We we here. It's a gentleman's game. We're here mm. to play cricket. Coley, mm. yeah, he, he's always been that fiery, passionate leader. Yeah, uh, and I I wonder if he, he was trying to because you know with Boomer being the captain, he's probably de facto on the field and he's sure. there mm. trying to g his guys up to say, hey, we're in a tough spot here and we need to kind of. Uh, put the put the foot down and get these guys out, and then yeah, didn't really happen. Mm. But I can see like yes, he's he's trying to pump him up. He's trying to over exaggerate. Like he's like, come on, guys, we gotta we gotta get in here. We gotta compete with the baz ball. So, mm. um, didn't work. Did not did not work. Let's no. talk India's second innings, uh, and the opposite of baz ball is pujara ball. Yes, uh, <laughs> he, he went out there and played traditional Test cricket with it making sixty six off one hundred and sixty eight uh, punt. Uh, Chipping in again with 57. And Ben Stokes also leading with the ball with four for 33 from his 12 overs. Now, did you see this little pinky finger? Uh, they're waving the pinky finger around. I thought, what the hell is that? Are they saying that you know, the opposition have got little dicks and Baz has got this big <laughs> cock and he swings it around? Is that what that means? No, it comes from the new Elvis movie. Apparently Elvis does it a little bit. And uh, Stokes had watched the Elvis movie and he was saying to the boys, I want you to be rock stars like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. So that's apparently, that's the story that they're saying at right. least. Yeah, there, there used yeah. to be. You remember that the, little the commercial? Pinky finger, that's an, I think it's an Australian thing. Well, you I remember that there used to be that commercial yeah, for yeah. speeding, and uh, it was yeah. the, you'd yeah. wave the little pinky finger yeah. uh, to if you were to show your disdain, yeah. if you will, at someone yeah. for speeding past. Did, uh, you, did know, you see the uh, idea being that they were compensating for their little pinky of a? Yes. Did you see Audi's like follow up add to that? And negative. No, uh, there's. You know, the Audi pulls up, revs the engine a little mm. bit, and the, the old lady gives him the pinky finger. Mm. He rides in his window, puts his pinky finger up, and it's like six inches long. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like massive ass pinky finger. Big, big, thick one. And he's just like, yeah. Right. Big so. six inches. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but for a pinky finger, like, it's like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's implying, like, yeah, I've got, I've, you know, not come say, I've got a massive, massively pinky well finger. hung. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Enough, funny. Of the, enough of the cock chat. Uh, let's, 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 well, I thought we were just talking about pinky finger. Pinky yeah, yeah pink fingers and the rest of it. Yeah, Elvis, looting, looting. Elvis. Yeah, I think looking at India's uh, batting, you know, a couple starts there, no real um, follow-ons to to massive scores. Gill, I think, it was a bit unfortunate um, throughout this series; hasn't really scored great. Um, unfortunate in that he got seeds, or yeah, well, I guess that's yeah, that's part of being an opener. I guess mm. you've got to play off and see off a lot of those. But you're coming in as a, the injury replacement, trying to. 
you know, f- put put your sp- put yourself in this team. Mm. Yeah, you want to at least get some runs. Um, the top order not super strong. Um, and I think Coley, Coley, watch. Yeah, mm. the, we talked about the kiss of death. You know, getting stuck mm-hmm. into a bloke that's scored more tons in the last what three weeks than he has in almost the last three years. Well, <laughs> he has it. it because uh, I was looking it up. In fact, I wrote it somewhere in these mm. notes. Uh, his last test ton was the twenty second of November two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so coming so up, on coming three up, coming up on three years. Uh, and yeah, Besto has four tons in his last five knocks. Well, yes. Uh, and again, you know, when you, you're trying to fight, you know, fire up the boys and get stuck into someone, I wonder how his Indian teammates are seeing that now. Well, that's what I was going to ask. It's very different like, to when you're making runs to when you haven't yeah. made runs for a long time. Yeah, like well, we've, we've going back to the kiss of death and stuff, yeah. like I guess does he not deserve – does he have the credibility about us – Talk like that. Well, that's the thing we've, we've, we've talked about. We talked about Draymond Green. It was like you, when you talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And, and Draymond did well. They went out and won. Yeah, well, Draymond Green, played good Green defense. Yeah. Uh, well, Collie, you know, hasn't really been walking that walk recently, um, but you're doing a lot of talking. So, yeah. Do yeah. You, do you give yourself an uh, opportunity to talk the talk based on prior form? Yeah, but that was three years ago. Bro, no, so. I'm playing devil's advocate. I think he looks like an idiot yeah. when he's doing that. Yeah, like, I can't, like currently, yeah, yeah. Like, averaging, what, 20 at the moment? Mm. Like, it's mm. it's not great, I think. And yeah. Focus on your body. Less than Trent Bold, as we uh, yeah, that, yes. as we alluded to yeah. uh, over the last two years in a prior episode. Um, well, look, they, they were right on top when, when he was sort of barking and you just got to slowly see Virat mm. Kohli uh, and, and his Indian teammates uh, their hearts get broken. Um, England's second innings, the fourth innings of the match, they needed to chase down a record, an English record, yep. 378 for victory. And for once, they actually got a good start uh, with Alex Lees mm. and Zach Crawley. They were cruising along, none for 107 at one stage. Mm-hmm. Then Crawley goes, then Pope goes, then Lees goes. All of a sudden, they lose three for two. They're three for 109. Momentum, India. Mm. Enter the Yorkies. Yeah. Enter the Yorkies. That they, they, they were playing uh, this one in Birmingham, so in the in the Midlands. But uh, yeah, best. They obviously uh, getting those those runs uh, back in Leeds at their home ground. Uh, mm. Joe Root goes out and makes 142 at you know in this sort of baseball style, striking at about 80, 85. Yep. And Johnny Besto just continues this uh, illustrious run of form with 114. Not they scored mm. 269 <laughs> runs in this partnership. Um, just absolutely, the Indian bowlers just had absolutely no answer for, for either of these two. Look, they wanted them to be rock stars, and they were rock stars. Um, the, the, yeah. the, the highest um, fourth innings chased by an English team, eighth most, uh, most runs chased down by any team in test history, uh, one of the all-time uh, day fives in, in, in test um, history. And Johnny Besto, just his numbers quickly. 589 from 578 balls. So striking just quicker than a runner ball from his last five yeah. test innings, four centuries, two not outs. His average has risen uh, from 30, a measly 34 to a more respectable 37. <laughs> once you start, I think once you start getting in the high 30s, you know, people can consider you a pretty reasonable middle mm. order bat. 
Um, I, I wonder how, how the Indian fans um, took took to this sort of capitulation, uh, if it was just hats off to Root and Bairstow, just being way, way too good, or if they they've think maybe that they missed a few tricks. Well, re- reckon complete embarrassment by India. Okay. The, thought. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would... would I kind of feel that maybe the sentiment for for a lot of them, um, especially watching some of that last day, um, you know, there was no turn, no swing. They really couldn't get anything out of the ball. They were constantly it, trying to get new English balls. roads, man. That's a new thing. <laughs> yeah. English roads. <laughs> yeah, they so, hold out. They hold out for five days. Mm-hmm. So um, they, yeah, they, yeah, they really try. They're really trying to find something to go in their favour, where instead of maybe trying to work, grind their way into the game, mm. dry the runs up, put pressure on, and it just. Allowed, I guess, Root and Johnny to be a little bit more free with it and play to their their game and their strengths. And um, it kind of they were whacking them all over the place. Yeah, like ridiculous. It kind of got to a point when sort of Root was sort of in the sixties and and Besto was about thirty odd. Where you kind of go, I think England's going to win this. And then it just started getting to the point where you're like, oh, they're going to shit this in. Yeah, once they got the you know the ascendancy, that momentum, and we're on top, it was it was. Done deal. Like foot on the throat stuff, boys. Foot on <laughs> the exactly. throat. You could just see it coming. And you look at that, like 19, 19 and 15 fours with this one six apiece. Like they were just going after them. Yeah, so. yeah boundaries yeah. galore. Uh, strike rates of 82 for Root and 79 mm. for Bairstow. Basball seems to be a bit of a thing. And it's an interesting mm. English summer so far in that England have just won these tests from places, in, in especially in this one, where you just thought yeah. they had no, absolute no right to even go close to, to you know winning these test matches. There's a few yeah. against New Zealand. There was one where they were on top, but two two times against New Zealand where you kind of thought, oh, mm. you know, New Zealand's on top or, or should should get the job done here. And, uh, you know, credit to this new English team and under its new captaincy and new leadership for going out there and, and uh, mm. p- not only playing great, um, you know, test cricket for their fans, but good for the neutral viewers as well. Um, you know, remember last week when, you know, we were looking at that score and we were, we were thinking, oh, follow-on could yeah. be on here, geez. Um, you know, short test could be on here and it's turned out to be an absolute uh, worldly test. Uh, unfortunate for Indian fans, obviously. Um, you know, it, it was a bottling. That was a, a complete and utter yeah. bottling of a, of a test match. Especially how far front they were on the fifth day. It's, mm. um, yeah. I did want to talk Joe Root quickly because mm-hmm. uh, I think with the uh, you know, the freedom now with the out the captaincy and the new coach and then change of direction, like mm. it's definitely opened it up a little bit for him. Where and you know now he's got a few extra helpers as well. He's not completely trying to carry that team and um, trying to get them into a winning situation. So mm. I, I think he's been uh, quite quite enjoying the the new change, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I. I saw the stat. Um, I'm not sure what the stat was because he got a ton in this, and I think he took the lead um, in tons over the the big the other four, uh, and then yeah, yep. Steve Smith then tied that back up and in the subsequent uh, Australia Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm going off the top of my head here. I believe I think that I think it was 28. Yeah, yeah. so I think he went ahead and now and Smudge, which we'll talk about in just a sec, uh, leveled up um, with at 28 as well. Yeah, but another another English player on a great run of form mm. of late as well. So, and yeah, getting some support now from some of the other boys that have really taken well to to the basketball concept. Mm. Um, and we'll have to see uh, see how that plays out long term. Whether they can do sustain this kind of um, you know play style uh, mm. across the various continents. So. 
Yeah, yeah I, th- I think Smudge. Ball, yeah. uh, can you look up Smudge's quote? Uh, R E Basball. Uh, I think something along the lines of, uh, "We'll see how Basball goes when it's you know day four, you know, in Australia or, yeah. or something along those lines." Uh, for the Gabba. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we've gone in overly confident too, overly jealous uh, as the touring teams and how they might perform at uh, traditional strongholds like the Gabba. Um, yeah, Washington Sundar still appears occasionally in my nightmares. Mm. Um, where were we? Where were we? Yes, I think that we're, we're happy. Yeah, we're, we're happy, happy for it. England and, so they and New Zealand they in, tied, the, in the Test the, matches. They tied the series. So drew the series. Yeah, drew, yeah tied drew, it up. Drew, yeah, drew, drew the series. Drew so the in series. the end. Um, they tied it up at two two, which mm-hmm. was the last match. So ended up in a draw, which I think is a big, big out for India because they were heavily in, on yeah, top of that. And when, you know, before the the whole COVID and the the delaying of mm. this this match. And thank you there, Rickon, as well. Uh, we're, look, this Indian team really could have left their mark in in history. You know, mm-hmm. with with winning in Australia and South Africa and England away, but now they've lost to South Africa, where they were highly fancied away, and mm-hmm. they they've now lost. Oh, well, they weren't able to win the series, I suppose, uh, wow. against England. They're kind of a different team from where they were that as well. True. Like yeah. a, lot, a lot, a lot has changed. But um, that core of that team is, is essentially all the same. Yeah, well, we can say the same thing about England, and you know, the very, well, two two very different teams from twelve months ago. Yeah, from, but from six months ago. But I think that the, the the you know the strategy, the direction. Um, it, for both of them, has changed dramatically. Sure, um, especially at the captaincy level. Sure, not so much the coaching for India, but you can see the, the that there has been changes there. Yeah, but what, you, what, you what guys one through eleven are essentially the same. Yep, I can see where you're at. Mm. Uh, and speaking of captaincy changes, Josh Butler, uh, his white ball captaincy has gotten off to a very uh, conspicuous start. Uh, mm-hmm. India bouncing back, although, you know, quite a different team uh, to the test team, although a few... T20s. Yeah, a few uh, guys there uh, that are the same. India have emphatically won uh, the first two T20 internationals. Uh, they won the first one by 50 runs, made 8 for 198. Uh, Hardik Pandya... 51 uh, and 4 for 33 uh, with the ball. And that man, Joss Butler, you know, we talk about the captaincy with Root and does it affect you? Does it get in your head? You can't just worry about batting and the rest of it. Gets a first ball quacker. Gets his (laughs) pegs dismantled by Bhuvneshwar Kumar and uh, England only managed 148 response. India take that one comfortably in Southampton. And then in the second one, India win by 49 runs. So, you know, pretty much the same story. They went out and made eight for 170. The uh, the top order didn't do it as uh, easily as they did in Southampton. But Jadu, uh, that man that is always, always, uh, you know, able to turn games on their head, he made 46 of 29, not to set up India's 170. Uh, and I did take a double, ch- uh, just scroll down there for me, Monks, there for Richard Gleeson. If that's not the most English name you've ever heard in your life, I don't know what is. Richard Gleeson, uh, three for 15 from four overs, a maiden. I thought, is this a young up-and-comer? I don't know who the fuck this bloke is. 34-year-old on, deba- <laughs> on, on, de- on uh, debut, uh, if you don't mind, in his first T20 Jeez. international. So uh, a bit of a silver lining there for the Poms in a 34-year-old. It's never too late, boys. It's never too late. Uh, England, though, pretty uh, miserable with the bat. Dismissed for 121. Uh, Kumar, 3 for 15. Bumra and Yuzi Chahal, 2 for 10. Uh, they will ha- play a dead rubber T20 international. Um, and then some ODIs, and yep. then the RS, uh, the uh, South Africa tour uh, upcoming. So it's going to be a for long India or for England for uh, England. So a long, long summer for them. I mm. think they play that Test series goes into 
mid to late September, I think. So, so definitely that, getting a lot of uh, cricket in. Yeah, so in that first match for the T20, did they have anyone from the test team playing? Um, that, so that Sharma, first Sharma game, was, no. No, completely no. different team. Yeah, completely different team. Um, Coley with one from three. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, keeping his poor run of form. So second team, yeah, so... so but in the second match, yeah, Punt, they Punt, Coley, Bumrah. Jadeja. So yeah, gave him a little rest mm. and then changed it, changed it all up. But I guess it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, did it easy. Did the it easy. Indian team has been dominating in the white ball form, but I guess they've gone up against England, who have been just also as been, good. Yeah, yeah, that's so. right. That's why it's so so surprising. Yeah. I think for them to dish up what they did uh, in the last two. Um, the other thing as well, I uh, sort of forgot to mention it for the World Test Championship, but it might mm-hmm. be a nice mm-hmm. caveat into. Um, the into the Aussies, yes, caveat not the right word there. Nice segue into the <laughs> Aussies. Um, England beating India in that test match was good for us in mm-hmm. terms of a world test championship uh, standings and then the rest of it. England are essentially done uh, in that, but India were hot on our tails for sure. So it definitely helps our Aussies out a little bit. Um, and and they got thanks, reckon they got ducted two points as well because it was oh, low over, over eight. So yeah, 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 really hurt India in that one. Yeah, you got that there, monks for us. Yeah. Thanking you. So Australia uh, remain on top uh, pending this uh, result of the Sri Lanka Test. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Africa in second. Pakistan. Okay, so Pakistan uh, are just ahead of India, but they have only pl- what have they played five, Four, seven games seven. compared to. Yeah. India's 12, so they're only really ahead on percentage yep. rather than points. Uh, so Pakistan will need, you know, that will be pending some of their upcoming games. And uh, then you've got West Indies, Sri Lanka, England, New Zealand, Bangladesh. Kiwis, how, full, how far have they fallen? Did you find that smudge uh, quote by any uh, means? Yes, yeah. Uh, I think I got the whole quote here. So um, he said... Uh, the guys just keep talking about it. I think Ronnie has had enough hearing about Bazball, to be honest. It's good fun to joke about. It's been exciting. I just, I'm just i just intrigued to see how long it lasts, if it's sustainable. If you come in on a wicket that's got some green on it and you've got Josh Hazelwood, Cummins, Stark rolling it at you, is it going to be the same? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by it all. It's going, it's, is it going to work every time? I don't know. So. Nice. Nice reading there at a fifth grade level from the <laughs> <new> monkey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't a single number in that quote. So. You need, need yeah. the number. Yeah, number. Where's yeah. the equations, bro? <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor old stuttering Steve Smith. <laughs> but joking, uh, joking aside, it will be interesting to see, yeah, how, how um, they, they're able to replicate this, uh, you know, away in, in uh, India or away in Australia it will, yeah. be, will be interesting to see and time will tell. Uh, should we, we should be just uh, about to start, actually, in Gaul. Um, Skip around, James. Yeah, I think we can talk about that UFC fight uh, when we get to the UFC section. Uh, so Australia go out uh, after winning the first test in two and a half days um, and and made 364. Uh, Sri Lanka, they did get the early wicket uh, of Davey Warner mm-hmm. um, and then Uzi Kawaja uh, made 37 before he uh, got bowled by Mendes. And then it was the, the Specky boys, uh, Manus Labushain and Steve Smith, 
Uh, they put on 134-run partnership with Marnus uh, succumbing to a stumping from Dick Weller off Jasseria for 104. And then Stephen Smith uh, talking about getting monkeys off backs and breaking streaks, uh, mm-hmm. unlike Virat Kohli. Um, I don't think Steve Smith had scored a red ball ton for about 18 months. Uh, goes out and makes 145 not um, to lead the Aussies to 364. He ran out of friends, unfortunately. He did, yeah, he did. It was uh, actually a, a really quite a good effort there early on day two, early yesterday, uh, from the Sri Lankans because uh, Australia had kind of set themselves up to look at 450 plus. Yep. Here and then a, a little bit of a fight back in the fourth session of the of the test match yesterday from Rajitha and Jayasuriya and the like. Uh, Prabhat Jayasuriya, he's got a he's got a famous name there. Obviously, Sanath Jayasuriya, an excellent Sri Lankan cricketer uh, of the late nineties, uh, picking up six for six for one hundred and eighteen. Uh, I, I wonder if it started turning a little bit. Towards yeah, the so end I, of yeah, the I had my footy game yesterday, so I didn't catch as much as as I would have liked to. I watched nearly all of day one. Day three started with and with the spinners and so. day three Nathan Lyon straight into it. We will follow that uh, as it unfolds before our eyes. Uh, and then yeah, Schlanka go go out and uh, and sort of. Um, you know, fought hard and uh, two for 184 as play resumes today. Dimith Karunaratne, 86 for him. And Kusal Mendes uh, currently at the at the uh, crease, 84 not. Angelo Matthews uh, comes back from his bout with COVID. Uh, he's currently six not out. Angelo Matthews' test record is very good. Um, we can have a look at that in, um, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Thanks, Max. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's all about how much is this deck turning. It seems to be a little bit better than the than the deck that they used yeah, well, for, like the they, first, for the first the match. The Aussie tailenders probably need to work on their pads uh, a little bit. So, <laughs> Bottom three all playing some, of, some of the spin looks so fucking hard to play. And, yeah. it, and it's it's the, it's the old Kerry O'Keefe. It's the, it's the he played for spin. <laughs> a lot of the ones are, are the ones that... That, that don't spin, yeah, they get you yeah. yeah, and the and the bounce. Uh, Angelo Matthews, yeah, look at that. Ninety eight test matches, averages forty six. If you don't mind, mm. thirteen tons. Maybe a little question mark. Uh, you know, the old Joe Root question mark about turning fifties uh, into into tons. And uh, yeah, interesting there, Rick. There, there was protesters. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad they kept. Going to complete this test match because well, they, they got into the presidential. Well, yeah, they uh, put you know, prime ministers people and stormed on. Yeah. yeah, on the on the president's house. Well, the I guess the equivalent to what the White House is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they're taking over the president's office and uh, were they incited uh, to violence by the president uh, as per January twenty or whatever slightly it was? different <laughs> January six. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it wasn't ended up being parliament, but yeah, they had heaps of people mm. that were. Um, you know, of course, they've their economy's in the toilet and they're and really struggling over mm. there. And another reason why it was so good to see the Australians over over there playing, mm. and that's why they're you know building up some of the in, the, uh, in that fifth um, yeah. ODI, obviously. Mm. Uh, you know, all oh. the all the um, fans wearing yellow and thanking the Aussies. So yeah, hopefully, it, hopefully like it doesn't affect the the Test match either. Yeah, they <laughs> they his bedroom and were shouting. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, it sounds like there were some processes at the the ground, of course, around mm. the stadium. A, a bit of uproar in in the country um, for yeah. Sri Lanka. So. Understandably, with yeah. the, you know, we complain about the inflation maybe, here, but maybe uh, a bit higher that one. We can, uh, yeah, still put food in our tables. So exactly, it, exactly. Um, mm. Yeah, well, we've got fuel that can semi still afford it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not for long. Yeah. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no. So, uh, he's bought a Ute, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Diesel, or? Diesel Guzzler, yeah. yeah. I would just say it's all work expenses. Uh, um, LBW shout, umpires call. 
Original decision, not out. Yeah, not out. So uh, yeah, nearly, nearly a wicket in the first over there for Nathan. Yeah. Bit of turn there. Um, there was a turn of, and bounce. Bit of chat uh, before the game that Glenn Maxwell may get an opportunity uh, in this one. It didn't come to fruition. The chat being that he might bat seven or eight and omit Mitchell Stark. Uh, obviously didn't come through uh, to, to be true, but it, you know, I don't know if, if these are actually real rumours or if people just uh, just give the media something to talk about. Throw him a bone here. He, Maxie he, might be getting He was start. there, so I think it was like because he was rushed across mm. to be in the squad just in case uh, for coverage, so he's in the country. Mm. Um, but I think... No, Paul, you don't really want to do that to Sri Lanka. <laughs> you just like... Uh, I don't think they needed an extra bat for what they're... They're going up against. Just keep that team going. Keep that chemistry growing, and they'll be all right. Fair call. Fair call. Uh, Stark and Cummins have currently bowled. Twi- anything, have, I, they're bowled twenty-five. I thought maybe between the two of them, they maybe would have rested Stark and put Hazelwood in just to get a little bit of rotation there. He's, um, he's so stiff to miss out on these yeah, tides, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Again, different conditions. It's uh, it's not like Hazelwood's missing out. Uh, first test of our summer uh, down yeah. under. You wouldn't imagine. No. Yeah. Uh, so we Swepson's got one wicket. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to see him, yeah, keep... keep. Well, his record's been good in this series so far. Yeah, yeah he had one for 31 uh, so far of his 11 overs. I'm sure he'll be getting this uh, this ball pretty early here on day three. It looks like Travis Head got a bit of ball as well. He got three, three, <laughs> three overs, no wickets. <laughs> no wickets. <laughs> he must have had to ice his finger a little bit more, yeah, you know, yeah, from all those yeah. revs. Uh, Still recovering. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's got the stitch marks, you know, so imprinted there on that index finger of his from uh, that demolition derby that he did <laughs> uh, in the two-and-a-half-day test. <laughs> Yeah, green a little bit. Yeah, barely any three overs from Cam Green. You see his catch? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, the for, bloke, big, for the big man. The bloke can bat. The bloke can bowl. <laughs> he can field in the gully, and at six foot six, moves uh, like a man that is not that size. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's going to play a lot of Test cricket. Oh, definitely. Uh, he's one of those guys that you, even if he's maybe slightly off a little bit, you just leave him in there. He's yeah. got. He's going to play mm. in that squad for the next 10 years. Yeah. Just got to get through those nervous 70, you know, high 70s, yeah, early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's five dismissals it. between eight mm. runs or something between 76 and 84 or something along those lines. They haven't really shown the crowd. I, was I don't know if they've let people in. That's That was going to be my question. Here we go. Uh, We're getting a, uh, a shot uh, of the ground now. This is from the fort and looking back there. towards the stadium. There's a few – I can see a few people, but I imagine the security is very, very strict there yeah, today. Yeah, but that looked like members. I'm looking just say, for the general grandstand. The yeah, there hasn't been many people in there, to be honest, throughout. Yeah. Not like the ODIs where we saw big crowds in uh, Candy and Colombo. Uh, also true, also true. Did we talk last week about bucket list going to this ground? Yes, we did. Yeah. Looks sick. Um, we don't have to reiterate if uh, <laughs> uh, um, we spoke about it last week. But, yeah, the old fort in the background, it's on the peninsula there. It's, it's very cool. Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on this one. As it happens, uh, we will be talking our local football codes in the rugby league and Aussie rules. Um, so do forgive us if you're trying to listen to some rugby league and we go, oh, yes, got him. Uh, something <laughs> along those lines because uh, <laughs> we're watching cricket and podcasting at the same time. Rugby league, rugby league. There's uh, been three games so far in this split. Whistle, whistle. Split. Oh. <laughs> it's the one you do well so. <laughs> Thank you He doesn't get the AFL one done right no, no, uh, si- got, He's still got to work on the side a little bit. Yeah. I might go uh, 
Lock knows, you know, on the, on the <laughs> AFL side and see if that's any better. Uh, we've only had the three NRL games, uh, so we'll be pretty quick through it. Dragons and Broncos later this afternoon. Obviously, the big talking point will be State of Origin Game 3. But yes. let's quickly run through these club games. Uh, and a, a wee bit of an upset in terms of how one-sided the Thursday night game was. I am mm. talking about the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, running in 28-6 to six winners against the Melbourne Storm. They started on fire. It was 22-zip at halftime. Uh, the old mm. punters club curse. We had a team bet. Uh, oh, that's what, one, no, 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 not me, not me. Someone in my team. Someone in my team. Uh, the winners only gambling squadron, aka the Wogs. Um, we, I can say it by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had the Melbourne Storm thirteen plus uh, in there, so obviously uh, they were bound to get smoked after we put that one on. Uh, big talking point out of this one, Brandon, this, the Cheese Smith yep. gets sin-binned for calling the ref a cheating bastard. I mm-hmm. uh, listened uh, back to the audio. There's clear audio of it. That's exactly what he said. And that is all that he said. There wasn't any Fs or Cs or the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, which is what I there. thought because the ref was just like, I'm not going to repeat what he said. But I, mm. I, you know, he's brought his integrity into question. So well, unless the mic didn't pick up everything. That's the only or thing. Or they've bleeped out those bits. No, I don't. But there's no bleep. Oh. Yeah, well, in the the bits I've seen with the subtitles, there's a mm. little gap either uh, side of okay. it. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, whether they've taken whatever those out, but the I think the the, the cheating bastard was the main one because he's essentially. Well, then you're questioning the integrity of the referee. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that alone is that a sinbendable offence? Well, it seemed to be in this case. I, I wouldn't surprise me if Cheese was on his case for most of the match. Before and, he, and he just got the shits. Yeah, he's, he's had the shits and he's like, that's that's a foster. I don't need that. Mm. Uh, because he essentially was – because Cheese moved off the mark and he mm. was, you know, giving uh, giving the Sharks an extra couple of metres uh, mm. in the defensive line of century. And that's why he called him, no, mm. that's not fair. I've I've earned this ground instead of um, I've moved the mark. Uh, so they drew his comment of cheating bastard. But, yeah, he got sat down. Mm. Uh, the Sharks uh, faithful got stuck into him as well in the mm-hmm. tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might have got spat on as well. But that, yeah, <laughs> I can't condone that. That's yeah, rough. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Cronulla Sharks of peptides and salary cap fame. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. getting, um, getting the shit to someone yelling out cheating bastard, although the Storm are not having the best record. <laughs> no. And <laughs> I wanted to. It comes to integrity either. Yeah. Uh, I'll come back to the, the suspension potentially for him. Uh the Storm have had a couple of these games this year where they just, whatever reason, didn't get off didn't the bus. Show up. Yeah, yeah mm. using the, using some analogies there. They, yeah, Craig, I think, and it might have to do. We're in the well, origin period as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say like, it's probably people origin. are in and out, but they've been really good with Hughes in the squad. Like they had um, Pat was back here for a little while, mm. um, so. They've oh that's a beautiful ball there. Um, it's <laughs> given. It's given. Uh, we'll see if this goes upstairs. Yeah. Nathan Lyon to that, Crystal Mendes. That turn two foot in that one. Um, bit of extra revs, definitely. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Craig got a little bit to work there. Cheese had to play most of the game with Harry, of course, in the Harry Grant in the Origin squad. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, and did him no favors. They got turned over here by the Sharks. So from from that, uh, you've got. Chase, he got him in for the cheating bastard comments, and now they're looking to suspend him four weeks for it as well. That seems a tad much. Yeah, to I think me. That's, if anything, I think this is fine worthy and maybe like a five digit fine. Mm. Uh, I'd be more than ten, happy yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah, like any, yeah, anything. I'm, I'm putting the zeros on them, but I'm like, oh, how am I? oh 10 grand. Ten, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, start at 10 grand and go from there. Mm. So four weeks just seems absurd. Yeah, well, it's. 
for if you're thinking that's match payments, that's, a, that's that's more than 10 grand. Let's put it that way. For, yeah, for of course, keys. yeah. But you've, yeah, I think a fine makes more sense. You, you've punished him mm. in the game with a 10 minute sin bin. You gotta mm. remember, a sin bin is huge mm-hmm. in, in NRL. So mm. I, I don't think there's a, a valid point for then having to then suspend him as well afterwards. Mm. Like you've, you've dealt with it. If it was more of a, you know, we saw guys getting their heads taken off and they're getting less. Mm, mm. Um, I would yep. think that is more important than – but yeah. his first one this season, mm. uh, again, questioning the integrity of the refs. The refs have been getting hammered week in, week out. Um, again, mm. statement probably coming from the NRL and that's why yeah. they're doing the four weeks. Yeah. be interested to see what he gets as well because when they say, oh, he might be facing four weeks and then it goes to the judiciary and he gets one or two. So we'll, we'll see what happens yep. uh, at the judiciary. Mm. Rabbitohs, they smacked the Knights. More than, uh, they put 40 on the Knights. I won't say smacked. It was uh, 40, 40, 40 to 28. Uh, they were real banged up. So Campbell Graham fractured his eye socket last week. So mm-hmm. he was always going to miss, plus their origin players. Uh, and then it, I think in the game day, Alex Johnson and Mark Nichols both got rubbed. Yep. And then opening minute, uh, Lachlan... Um, Ilias had a head clash and missed the done. yeah seventy nine minutes of the game essentially, uh, and they were able to overcome it. Uh, Cody Walker having himself a game. He had twenty tackles, two tries, and three try assists. And a nice story for um, the late inclusion, Richard Kenner. I think he's played nine NRL games over about five seasons or something. You know, sort of a perennial mm. uh, reserve grade player. He comes in late for Alex Johnson and he scores the hat trick that Alex Johnson would have scored. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In that one, so a good little story for him. Now, me and Monks were watching uh, the Dave Clemmer send-off. Uh, it was as time expired, it was a little bit – it's hard to really tell. It was pretty much sort of elbow, nick, you know, in the face, a little bit of niggle, you know, on the ground. Uh, it was it was kind of hard because the cameras didn't really get a very good shot of it. Uh, again, you know, priors. Yeah, priors. Yeah, mm. maybe sending someone off with twenty seconds ago is a little bit interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, go go, go have an early shower. Yeah, uh, I didn't didn't cool, seem cool like the, didn't seem like there was too much in it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what, I, I, what the judiciary I, thinks. I think Monk's hit the nail on the head there. It's more was like let's not let this boil over into anything else uh, at the yeah, siren. Just yeah. like just send him, send him off. We'll deal with that later. And probably because Clem's also got priors. Yeah, well. priors. I think Cody Walker he was sent off last week. So Cody <laughs> Walker ran in to try and you know stick up. For his teammate, yeah. and yeah, I think maybe, well, maybe see, they were trying to. Well, you see, Latrell. Um, I think there's also Latrell a bit of an instigator with some mm-hmm. of this too. He was all over, over it, and um, a bit fired up. So yeah, I don't. Not a huge crowd there. The, I don't think that it was. Um, uh, anything, anything really in it. I think it was mm-hmm. more just let's just manage the situation, get out of here before it gets out of hand. I agree. Uh, Parramatta beat the West Tigers 28-20 to last night at Leichhardt Oval. There was uh, a bit of... Were they down 12 nothing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty Poor sure t- they were. Yeah, Tigers had an early lead. Um, I watched the start of this game. Any good? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was 12-0. Uh, the, the Parramatta Eagles didn't get through until Regan Campbell-Gillard of, uh, you know, maybe feeling a little bit... Um, dirty that he w- wasn't back in this Origin squad. Which rumors, we'll talk about flight, in a second. rumors floating around the Penrith players don't like him. Ooh. And since that makes up half the, the squad, that's yeah. why he's not getting picked. Interesting, interesting. Uh, but Parrot played well in the second half to get the win. Yeah, uh, they, I was seeing a stat line going around that Parrot hadn't won at Leichhardt for 20 years. I'm not sure how many games that is. Uh, One a year? Well, no, at Leichhardt, I doubt it because they play there, they play Campbelltown, they play. 
Oh, uh, and and they have to play at Parramatta at the same time. And they have yeah. to play at Parramatta, and they sometimes play at the fo- at the um, yeah, okay. what's a fucking a core stadium now. Yeah, um, the old the old so Olympic stadium. We talk about so it games. may be like five games, but I'm not really sure. Don't look it up. James. Yes, I've <laughs> good luck finding that. To be honest, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, Mitch Moses had himself a good game. 101 run meters, good uh, mm. kicking game, and a try assist and a meat pie for him. Yes. Yes. Broncos Dragons uh, f- uh, this afternoon. It will it will be starting at sort of the end of our pod. Yep. Uh, Payne Haas uh, is obviously not playing Origin. Uh, he's done his AC. Uh, Tamari Martin rib cartilage. He's going to miss uh, a few weeks, which has been a shame because he's a bit a bit of a resurgence uh, for the, for the Bronx this and year. Oates also out. With Oates goes into the Origin team, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. Uh, for the Dragons, Ben Hunt's playing Origin. Jaden Sullivan will play seven with Taltau Amoni at six. It's going to be interesting to see how those young halves do. Um, I did put that in there. I was wondering if you would skip over it. Uh, yeah, with the well, we watched it last week uh, with the, the the Dragons winning. We were, we were like, we were all like, oh, he's offside. Yeah, and we didn't really think too much for it. After that, we are talking about the Dragons-Raiders game in those terrible conditions at yes. Wynn Stadium. Yeah. Right uh, in front. Right in last, front. Last tackle. Should have, been, should have been 10 in the bin, professional foul. Perhaps uh, Ben Hunt uh, running uh, in to make the tackle well, uh, on, on the Raiders' dummy half. I, I think you got to give Ben Hunt his dues. He understood the rules that in that situation, it's a ruck infringement. So it's, mm. it's, it's six it's again. Six again. Which is yep. what they got, yep. but it, it doesn't end. And yeah, they... The NRL, as they like to do, I think that's two weeks in a row, maybe for the Raiders, mm. come out and say, uh, yes, that should have been a penalty in should that situation. Been, should have been a professional foul. Yeah. yeah. And they'll be able to kick a goal and tie it up and go into and golden points. Go into golden point 13 12. Yeah. 13 on 12 men, I should say. Yes. Anyways, I'm a Dragons fan. We've got a Dragons fan to my right here. So play on. <laughs> uh, bad luck. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, keep whinging there, Ricky. Uh, I, I think the question it, it did it did uh, stoke the question about the six again rule and mm. how he, how teams are using it in their favour of like course, this yeah. and like it's glad it happened now and not in a finals game etc. And it goes back to sportsmanship and gamemanship. You yes. know, we we spoke last year about Benji Marshall and you know him being very smart. It was, I think that was a Raiders game as well, yeah, probably, yeah. where he was able to dud them. Uh, can yeah, is it a professional foul if you're just doing something? You're just kind of working the rules to your favour. You understand yeah. the rules. You understand when you'll get a six again and when there'll be a penalty awarded mm. um, and and just playing it in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know. It's a slippery slope if you start going down that way, I would think. Well, this is the reason why the refs get hammered every week. Yeah. Because the rules, you know, by the letter of law, the rules was interpreted right. But in, uh, I guess in that, you know, within that 10 seconds that he's going to make a decision. Um, but how it looks and when they've reviewed it, they've gone, well, actually, yeah, we probably should have caught it this way. Um, so there's no, like, I guess, common sense in there. It's so so grey, I think, is the problem. It's very grey. They just, they're just trying to do their best, really, and they're just getting hammered for it. And and it robbed the neutral viewer of the at least the chance of, uh, of a good finish to the game there. Mm. Um, Whereas it was really a, a sort of, for anyone that's not a St. George Dragons fan, uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, I should say, um, it kind of yeah raised a question. It, like, it made a lackluster. It made a very lackluster. All finish. three of us saw it. We're like, he that, looks kind of offside. Yeah. I was like, oh okay, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess not. Or mm. yeah, but anyway, we'll see what the where the the chat about the six again rule continues. I think is uh, 
the thing take away from this. We'll have to see how that long, because that's a Vlander special. We'll yes. have to see how long that lasts. Yes. Seeks again special and is our punters club cursed because that was also the last leg of our punters club mold. Yeah, yes. That <laughs> one from last week, not the one that died in the first 20 minutes at uh, Points Bet Stadium on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now there's a bit of rugby league news to get through uh, before we get into the State of Origin Game 3 preview. Uh, a few of the chess pieces have been moved. There's been a lot of speculation around Reese Walsh. Uh, a lot of people were thinking Dolphins for Reese Walsh. No, he goes back to the Brisbane Broncos. Mm-hmm. Three-year deal at about a mil a season. Uh, you're thinking they might do a little bit of... Uh, uh, moving around in the spine after Reynolds retires? What are you thinking there? Well, I think that's – what did I put it there? I think yeah. there was a chat because – So you think p- playing Walsh at six, Ezra Mam to seven, Selwyn Cobbo one, who yeah. just re-signed as well? Yeah, so long-term Cobbo is seen as a future fullback. Mm. Um, so if Walsh is going to come in, where does that mean he goes? Does that mean he becomes a six? We'll have to see whether he takes to that well or not. Um, Ezra Mann uh, is the the seven in that scenario, um, but it's it, it's an, ended up being an interesting kind of carousel because uh, Chance Nikolostag wanted to go back to the Warriors, be close to the family. Mm-hmm. So he which, he which happened, which happened. So he signed with the Warriors for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Walsh, uh, by all accounts, since he made those comments a couple of months ago that he was happy to go to New Zealand, mm-hmm. kind of had to backflip. Um, sounds like he had a. As a split with his missus and mm. has a daughter, so he mm. wanted to stay Very in young, the country. Yeah, yeah. Young, young so, it's, so he understandable in that situation why he's there backflipped on the Warriors and gone back to the Broncos. Mm. And by all accounts, it sounds like Wayne was on the blower. He was not happy, Wayne Bennett, that is, mm. um, that they didn't even get a look in uh, to Walsh because it sounds like the Warriors are kind of dictating where he could where, sign yeah. if they were going to release him. So, yeah. Um, it sounds like there's a bit of bad blood between the Warriors and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I'm uh, thinking maybe because they've got a few New Zealand internationals in their forward pack that the Warriors Quite maybe yeah. were keen on few, yeah. getting back yeah. home. So, yeah. um, and we're you know, getting stolen. But uh, either way, it's created a little bit of uh, fullback carousel at the moment. Um, because uh, that also then means for Martin, who did extend with the Broncos, also wants to go back home to New Zealand at some point. Ah, to, to, for tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so whether that means... The Warriors might throw some at him? Potentially, but then Chance is there playing football. Oh, so of course. Can. So, so, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like there's, there's three guys and only to, two spots. Um, tomorrow, so. Martin to the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's... Um, but, yeah, it sounds like he had the same, I want to be close to the family chat and go back to New Zealand. So, yeah, kind of a little bit by surprise. He obviously all, I think, kicked off with Chans mm. um, making his move. They got that deal done, which allowed the Warriors to essentially release Walsh and uh, the Broncos jumped all over that. And you'll be seeing a lot more of your boys, Xavier Savage, as well. Yes, who, mm. for, for the Raiders. Yeah, who essentially has already taken that number one uh, jersey. Yes. Um, is that it for player movement? Uh, oh, oh, Broncos, they're going to swing the axe a little bit. Oh, Have well, you been reading about that? that? So that follows on with their conversation with the guys. They're going, going young because um, mm. they have, uh, well, Martin. I thought they extended Martin a year, so he might be out of contract next year. But Kelly's off contract. Oates, I think they might want to keep Oates. I think so too. He's, um, he's had a resurgence this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so 
uh, whether they keep him or not, then they've also got all those conversations with. They should probably fit in with like your leadership plan as well. You'd think. Yeah, yeah, m- yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you n- you need kind of need some old heads, don't you? Ah, yeah. oh, so Ryan James, uh, Mead, Franco Lee, I can't Kennedy. I'm not sure of, and Tarpon, uh, who's the hooker, were the other ones there that they were potentially. Oh, we'll, de- we'll definitely cutting to create. Branco Lee going to the Dolphins? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, they're guys that they're losing. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. So from this year's squad. I'm with you. So I think the other one's are off contract next year. Okay. Yep. So it might be a bit of a different looking Broncos team uh, next year. Yes. Well, uh, uh, Benny Eichen and um, mm. uh, stamping his, mm. his image all over the, the, the squad. Broncos, good. Um, <laughs> NRL three sixty shit, etc., etc. Yeah. Andrew Webster is going to be the new New Zealand Warriors coach. He uh, is currently an assistant at uh, at Penrith. Not the Penrith assistant. I think everyone wanted. No, not yeah, in, in Cameron Seraldo. Yeah. Uh, Any relation, James? Well, uh, how about this? The, his older brother, James Webster, uh, has <laughs> yeah. coached in the Super League. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I look Andrew, a lot younger than I actually am. <laughs> Andrew Webster is 40 years of age. He never played first grade, uh, but he was a Bowmain and Parramatta lower grades junior. Uh, he was actually interim coach at West for two games between Jason Taylor and Ivan Cleary back in 2017. But, yeah, he's a bit of an unknown outside of, you know, those – Deep within the Penrith system, I suppose. A yep. good system to get a young coach out of. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how his, uh, you know, full-time coaching career uh, goes uh, taking on the Warriors job. Yeah, tough yeah. job, Warriors job. So, haven't had any real great success since, well, when Stacey Jones took him to the grand final in, oh, like, four or five? No, they made a grand final in 2011 against Manly. Ah, the Manly one, yes. Yeah. Um that was RT, like young RTS, RTS days. Yeah. Uh, Sean Johnson would have been there, I think, yep. in those days. Still but yes, but they years. also did lose that one to the Roosters, Roosters in 03, 03, 02. Yeah, so not a lot of great success. And they were like um, uh, dark horse years for them. Like they came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, but yeah. they haven't had long sustained periods of success, unfortunately. So, But they're going back home. There was promising signs, at least in the, the supporter base there yep. uh, last week. Streakers. Yeah. The streakers are five streakers <laughs> in the match. So I wonder what the record for five. most streakers in a game was. <laughs> fucking hell. Some great, great <laughs> viewing of. Uh, New Zealand um, Sekis uh, Yeah <laughs> Destroying <comes> streakers <laughs> Indeed Don't streak in New Zealand A health no. warning Monks you actually looked up This uh, parameter at Leichhardt Oval stat oh Did you? I, I got it I got it um, <laughs> That's why we got you Down the end of the table here <laughs> Can find anything Yeah so yeah I'm assuming uh, This was their first win um, They have played at Leichhardt Five times Against West Tigers uh-huh. They played against Balmain plenty of times. I'd plenty imagine. of times, yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. The first first win for Parramatta against the West Tigers at yep. Leichhardt. At Leichhardt, so there you go. one win, one draw, three losses. Um, the f- four against they've scored 120 points. They have been scored on 112 points. Nice, useless yep. information. That last bit. I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've scored more points than what they've yeah. lost by, but have only won one game. So go figure. Go figure. There you go. Next, uh, next 
Leichhardt encounter between <laughs> Parramatta <laughs> and West Tigers. The numbers tell us to take either team uh, by yep. a try or less. Uh, it was the 2002 GF, that, that Stacey Jones team. Uh, went down to the Roosters yeah. back in 02. Actually, this probably explains the points difference. So, high score at Leichhardt. Mm. Um, West, uh, sorry, Parramatta scored 66 points against West Tigers, 12 points uh, yep. back in 2001. Uh, so, that was the last time they won. Probably. Against West Tigers. Here we yeah. go. That was a <laughs> fun tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's shaking his head down the end of the table there on my left. Any chat about uh, West Tigers just doesn't need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Parramatta. Like, <laughs> fuck uh, Parramatta maybe possibly more relevant. Uh, I don't know. Go, going oh, back yeah. in the, uh, the annals of history at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, yeah, interesting. Let's talk about State of Origin, <laughs> eh? Yes. yes. <laughs> Argentines. And it's been a bit of an unfortunate week for both sides. Yeah. Started with the Blues losing Jordan McLean early. Uh, Hammy during... Yeah, poor, poor bloke. Hammy during training camp. Uh, the bloke's 30. Mm-hmm. He was just about in tears in the presser. Yeah. And you have to mm-hmm. think at his age and the fact that he's essentially in there replacing Payne Haas, mm-hmm. you'd never say never, um, but that may have been his only opportunity yeah, to play well, Origin. Yeah, ever. it's a big opportunity and unfortunately misses it through the ham, the hammy. and Fuck hamstrings, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got big ones. Oh, um, yeah. He's a massive bopper. He's a yeah, massive he's bopper. A huge, huge uh, it may be a little bit of a left field decision, although uh, without Payne Haas and, yeah, maybe RCG being blacklisted, out of, out of favour, yeah. perhaps, you know, on form I would have thought RCG had to have been a, a look in uh, to get come into this team. Mm. But no, Jacob Saifidi comes yeah. in. Uh, the the so that's younger, the younger of the yeah. younger yeah. of the Saifidi brothers. Daniel is currently injured. injured. Yes, yes. So Saifidi comes in. Uh, how they'll actually line up, I don't know if Saifidi will start or if Paolo will start Saifidi to the bench. I suppose we'll find out Wednesday. Uh, the other sort of uh, thing worth chatting about, I think, was uh, Jack White missing out on yep, on the good. on the seventeen. He's There's been in the plenty squad. of rumours that yeah they might actually change that decision mm. and give him a run. Um, a run there just uh, for Stephen Crichton, but was just about New South Wales' best player in in game one, uh, and and has been good for the Blues in the past. Uh, but yeah, so do you drop? You know, do you change a winning formula? Crichton played fine in in game two. Uh, you know, do you pick and stick and, and reward? And you know, bad luck that you got COVID, Jack. Uh, his club form hasn't been that good, but I think Jack White is kind of like a Dane Gagai in that. Very different in origin. Oh, he's he's been the Raiders' mm. best though. He, um, he, 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 he just, I think the thing when I say he hasn't he hasn't been playing lights out for the Raiders, he he has to do too much for the Raiders. Yeah. And then when you put you know elite uh, talent around him, he's able to really shine. I think when he does get a run for the yeah, Blues, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so we'll have to see what mind games uh, Freddie is playing with there. And You'd be pretty pretty stiff on on Critter to uh, yeah. you know to get named and then it uh, just be not mind games and Jack come in and I, play for I it. wonder if it potentially becomes more a chat about being fourteen because they've got two and hookers. Cookie, well, Cookie miss, would miss out in that regard, but yeah, that, the, but that's they switch it. now because Appy only played thirty and Cookie. Yeah, played but 50 yeah, but so. why would you? I don't know. Why would you name Cookie at fourteen again and change the pl- the winning formula? Like I I can't mm. imagine they change that. I think Appy will play thirty to thirty five, and then yeah. Cookie will run out the rest of the Cause, game. Because their problem was Hines got COVID, so they brought Townsend into the squad. Yeah, Chad Townsend. How about yeah. that? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so they don't have. Um, 
I guess a, a backup in that plan for the utility. Mm. Uh, if they, it's either Cook or yeah, where just is that where Jack fits in that conversation? But this is all I think speculation. Speculation. I think you're right. They'll stick with the seventeen. I think one through seventeen will be who plays. It's just yeah. like we're talking about the cricket team. Yeah, before, you know, oh, is Maxi going to come in? You know, <laughs> there's, there's all the chats. Maxi's going to be in. Uh, as we just watch a miss stumping here in the cricket. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's more just to get you know. Talking heads to talk and and uh, just speculate. I imagine they line up one. Yeah, misdirection. Smoke and mirrors is what we're talking smoke about. Smoke and mirrors. Unfortunately for Queensland on the other side. Yeah, how are you going to handle this? Yeah, is this no, smoke yeah. and mirrors. Must have no. got COVID. He doesn't actually have COVID. <laughs> He's got swine flu. Yeah, well, they were, they've been waiting on the PCR test to come back, but it sounds like they've had multiple rats and they've just like, yeah, it's done. They're they're, they're both out. So mm. Munster and Murray are both out. Um, mm. For, for Queensland, uh, so we talked about Oates comes in as direct replacement for Murray. Um, can you which say I his surname? Can, Murray, can you say his surname? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm just checking. I was like, I thought Murray was his surname. <laughs> Murray Talangi. <laughs> Talangi, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tal, his name was Talangi Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Got a nice uh, ring to it, actually. Uh, but Oates comes in there as a ready-made winger and he's had a pretty good year so far with mm. um, some decent ball coming his way, some surface. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, the big out is Munster. Yeah, so massive, massive changes the whole dynamic of the whole series. Yeah. And, yeah. and it'll give you well, Queenslanders something to whinge about when you lose this game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I was trying to work my way through trying to f- – is their replacement 5 eights because we don't really have – the luxury of having all that depth that New South Wales does mm. um, with, you know, the amount of guys that come out in the New South Wales system mm-hmm. um, to potentially pick uh, a ready-made six. Um, some chat about, you know, Ben Hunt, does he go to six? And yep. they, they bring like, on a different utility. Um, that makes sense with Harry Grant, Harry Grant already in the side. So, yep. Yeah, that, that I kind of thought that might have been the way that they were yeah. going to go. But they've gone young Tom Deaton, who has been playing six and been playing well for the Cowboys, mm. into into that spot. Um, we'll have to see what kind of job he does uh, for Queensland. Big shoes to fill. Um, I expect uh, the potential league will start Polo and... Um, uh, Maybe run him at <laughs> at Tom uh, early mm, and see mm. and force you know, him to defend. Yeah, because I think in Clubland he's got uh, big JT standing next to him, so he's, well, yeah, he'll, he's have got big, a, he'll have big Tino standing next to him, I suppose, out yes. there, or Lindsay Collins, Papa Litty. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose any young, you know, undersized half—that's probably what you're going to expect in a big game—is to get run at, uh, yes. a la Sam Walker. Yeah, um, exactly. Who who also was a shout to to come in into this potentially side. is another six. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, I think it's it's good. It's kind of rewarded his form and how the club and the Cowboys have been doing. So I think that's it's a fair call there. And, and we'll have to – they've stuck essentially elsewhere, run 17 with a small change on the bench there with Tom Gilbert coming in. And is that – Have you seen much of him? No, Cowboys I Cowboys second rower. No. I was looking up his stats. Doesn't really, you know uh, – Warrant, you know, selection just based on stats. Although I can't say mm. I've watched every minute of Cowboys games. And he's year. what the Kafusi replacement, I'm assuming. Yes, yep. So he's named at 17. Uh, and speaking of rewarding these Cowboys guys, so that's mm-hmm. Dearden, Gilbert, McLean. Poor yep. fella, going to miss out. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the ins uh, were, were Cowboys uh, and Chad Townsend. Obviously, going into uh, that squad, he he won't play. But uh, yeah, they're getting rewarded for uh, their good season that they're having so far. How do you how do you feel as a Queenslander, honest to God, without Munster and these changes to the sides? It is at Suncorp. You still quietly confident, or is it a bit of a concern no, with well, not having Munster? 
shouldn't be confident as Queenslanders, but that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah, the underdogs. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the unlosable series for yeah. New South Wales in, in 2019, etc. Yeah, exactly. You've you've you kind of put a, all all the chips. You know, you well, your backs against the wall. You all the chips against you. Mm. Um, you now got to fight your way out of it, and that's exactly where Queensland likes to be. So, in that in that regards, um, they've got uh, plenty of uh, immortals in that assistant coaching Indeed. and in the coaching ranks. Like mm. they'll they'll get those boys ready. Uh, Queensland wise, and we'll have to see how it all plays out on Wednesday. Um, let's hope Billy uses his forwards uh, in the second half. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, you don't want to get too cocky, but on paper, no Munster. Jeez, you wouldn't hate New South Wales chances. Although, Suncorp, they've yeah. got a terrible record there. We did say after losing the first game, uh, they've only they've gone four uh, from 20. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what, yeah, what it's, happens. It's a, it's a challenging place to win a football match uh, if you're a New South Welshman. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it'll be as close as the first game was within a try, probably under 20 points um, per squad scored. Yeah, another one of those 16 10 kind of score lines incoming. See what happens Wednesday. Now, uh, eligibility. Uh, mm-hmm. So Brian To'o oh, mm-hmm. is going to play for Samoa in the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's he even act- had to apologise for this as well. Really? It's, yeah, he apologised yeah. to the media for uh, causing his... Well, apologised on well, social media for causing uh, all this uh, conversation, essentially, kick off. Um, but I, mean, it, it, I think it was more so apologising to like, his family and stuff as well. Yeah. Because they wanted him to play for it. Like, if he got a call up for Australia, like they would have been very pow- proud of him to play for Australia. Mm. Yeah, um, but then... Also, like family, they would have been proud if they played for Zamal. Like that's either way, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway, the the dinosaurs—they're uh, <laughs> they're the ones that got got all up in arms about you know playing for Queensland and New South Wales is uh, it's an Australian trial. If yeah. you're not going to play for Australia, Australia, you shouldn't play in Origin. I don't think it's an unreasonable take. Yeah, I get it, but then also I think that. Uh, probably dismisses how multicultural Australia is. Yeah. And the fact is it's state representation. I, I think of it mm. as it's, you know, repping the state that you grew up in versus the your cultural heritage, which is what I think the international game should be more of. Mm. Um, so, you know, I've, if you if you use that 13 rule, if you were um, 413 in this country and you grew up playing uh, in Queensland or New South Wales uh, for that period of time, then, yeah, you can play for Australia or you can mm. play for any other ones. And I'd even open it up to um, New Zealand and England because mm. uh, I think if you want to grow in the international game, it's I think they should be completely separate in their, yeah. in their thinking. It's it's I get they're like, hey, it's, it's you know, are you trying to pick the best 17? And I'm like, well, Australia's been lucky that – uh, we have dominated this sport and mm. have uh, potentially all the best players uh, playing for us. So we have a very good selection. So you do get Queensland and New South Wales being very close to an all-star kind of game. Mm. Uh, mm. But I think if it's state representation, if you have any involvement with that state for a long period of time and your growth, and um, then, yeah, I think you should still be eligible to play within that state. Looking at this New South Wales team, if this becomes an issue moving forward, about half the team could yeah. uh, possibly, through ancestry, uh, be, be playing for other nations. We we spoke about um, Tupo and and Stags, uh, you know, with with Tonga, but then uh, I think Crichton has Samoan heritage, Luai has Samoan heritage, Coruscant has Samoan heritage. Um, 
Junior Paolo, so and CSF Italikai. Yeah, so and, and you're not even talking about the guys that are Tongan and etc. Like he, you go through the list, he, a lot of them could um, opt to play for uh, other countries that aren't. Uh, in the T ones, like the Tedesco plenty. plays for Italy, doesn't he? Yeah, or Ted- yeah, Tedesco t- had played for Italy. I think as, as a very young bloke, yes, representative. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Two thousand thirteen, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, us uh, t- two seven. T- uh, sorry, five years ago, played for Italy. Yeah, but that's uh, interesting. I'd say it would be around uh, 20, 29. So that's a tr- yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I, I knew that he had played for yeah. Italy. I kind of thought it was like as a 19-year-old kind of thing when... You that know, would have been like Billy Slater era. Just yeah, yeah true. Just it depends yeah, on the match as well. Like there might not have been an Australian match and it was a friendly against yeah. Italy versus Lebanon, for example. And mm-hmm. you know, he, he'll run out for Italy with Campisi to, to show what, what's going on. So um, I, I think if you want... If you're talking about the pinnacle of the game and all that bullshit about you know Australia being Australia playing for Australia is the pinnacle, um, which everyone knows it's not. No, yeah, yeah. well, like, like state of like I'm sorry, but state of origin yes. is is the pinnacle. Like, of course, people want to wear the green and gold, <laughs> but in ter- yeah. in yeah. terms of interest, like mm-hmm. you can't tell me that that no, you know, no. the Australian New Zealand Test match or the Australian England Test match brings more eyeballs yeah. and brings more interest than state of origin. Yes, but you also but sh- if you, should it. Exactly. If well, you that's, want a good to, que- that's a good question. If you want to yeah, grow, that's a good question. Because if it's meant to be an Australian trial, mm. then don't pick a Queensland and New South Wales teams. Mm. Go pick the Australia 1 and Australia 2 and we'll get them to play against the, each other. Like you pick the two, you pick the Australia, like who's probably going to start and you pick the guys that are you know, competing it, back it, up and that's your, that's your competition. Here's the problem. The, the dynamic of the game in terms of the ethnicity of players has, yeah, changed, country, has like, changed so dramatically. Yes, the country for one, but if you look at the amount of Polynesian players that there were in, say, the late 80s or early oh, 90s, yeah. Yeah. When state of you know when state of origin was was becoming state of origin, mm-hmm. it was yeah. virtually none. Yeah, exactly. And now you've got fifty percent of the league are Polynesian heritage players. So mm-hmm. the 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 problem that the dinosaurs, you know, the the the, the Buzz Rothfields of the world, the, the, the you know, he's he, sorry, he's just the first person that comes to <laughs> comes to mind. Buzz Buzz was one of the ones bitching about it. That, that yeah. comes. I to know mind. Gordon was it, as well. Gordon Tallis. It, yeah, it, it's, it's a it's a different game. It's a different game. So what do you say to all these? Islander boys that are born, you know, in Mount Druid or you know in Western Sydney, and yeah. and they want to play for New South Wales, but they also they've got this. Oh, do do we go and help Samoa, you know, and make it a competitive World Cup? Because it makes for me, I don't I don't give a fuck because I want to see the World Cup be interesting. Yeah, and mm. like and, for, and for Toto, he's he's probably in the running for playing for Australia, but he's it's not a certainty that he's going to. Not be a certainty. A, I think he's in the best two wingers in Australia personally, yeah. um, but. Yeah, it, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that he wants to play for Samoa because no, I understand the family ties and, mm. the, you know, and yeah. if you want to have the international game grow, you can't have – imagine all your Samoan players have to be born and bred and play in Samoa. It'd be, it'd be terrible. Yeah, like, exactly. So just I, get run over. I, I think just separate the two. State of origin, state of origin. I like and, and the international games, the international games. They mm. don't have – Yes, like playing for Queensland New South Wales probably going to help your chances to play for Australia, but I don't think it's a direct trial to then get, you know, picked in the squad. So, um, and you know, the international rules are very lenient. I think it's it's either heritage or you four years of residence. Mm. So, like, uh, it's very easy uh, to live in one country for a couple of years and be then eligible um, to play for it. So, yeah, I'm a. I think it's separate them. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that too. Yeah, which then, if that is the case, you know, may allow the New Zealanders uh, back into the conversation because there's plenty of New Zealand guys that have played with again in within Queensland. Same with the, the or within New South Wales. Same with mm. the Polynesians that have you know they've grown up. Uh, you know, maybe born in New Zealand and then moved across. Same conversation. Mm. Uh, but I think that's fair for them to to be included in that in that class. It's See, representing the states. Yeah. Then I don't know because because if you open it up to New Zealanders, then it change like this. The whole there's going to be five or six guys that that would be maybe we playing here as well. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I'd, it's, I'd open it up. You say yeah. open it up. I say. Leave it for some Iron Tongan players, uh, but I think it's maybe if we open up for New Zealand, it's got to be a very different product. Oh, interesting. interesting. And I think that came back to us. I think this chat we had last yeah, year, like, yeah. do you add that third team? Can you add a third team? Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. They, they Actually, they did. I'm, su- I'm sure Super League did this. They had a three-way um, yeah, State of Origin sorts. series with New South Wales, Queensland, and New Zealand. But then it, it that you're taking away from I think you are. yeah, yeah. I, I, would people be that interested? Well, I'm sure they'd be interested actually. They, they would be interested, but it just it's not the same if you're watching New South Wales versus New Zealand or Queensland versus yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, in, in be, my opinion, I mean, just in terms of the season, it'd be almost impossible to have like a three way sort of series. Yeah, in exactly. Well, yeah. NRL games as well. Yeah, do they play each other? You have to play each other twice. Home and away. That's six games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know to me, it just it's different levels. Like yeah, you play there's club land, there's state you're playing free state, and then there's playing free country, and they can be different. Mm. Get us in the comments. Let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, has Brian Tottle done New South Wales and Australia a disservice, or play on and makes for the better viewing at the World Cup? Yeah, I agree. Mm. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, AFL. <laughs> Any better? I think it needs to be deeper. <laughs> like I think yeah, they sound like something off the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playing that back live in my head, it, it was giving me uh, like faulty foghorn kind of, uh, you know, a, a ship that's maybe been built poorly or something. Doesn't have really foghorn on it. Uh, let's talk AFL round seventeen. We've got a new team at the top of the competition. It's all thanks yeah. to the Geelong Cats performance. Thursday night down there in Geelong, uh, running out 28-point winners against the former top-of-the-table Melbourne Demons. Uh, it's the first time since round three that Melbourne haven't been atop of the AFL table. And a big um, uh, a big performance from the smalls and the, the midfielders from Geelong. You'd think the Cats go out and kick 91 points. You'd think Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron would have had something to do with it. No. Tomahawk kicked one. Jez Cameron kept scoreless. Uh, obviously, the D's defenders in Stephen May and Jake Lever pretty handy. Um, but they still got the job done uh, via, uh, you know, a good play from Mitch Duncan. He had 32-2. and two. Danger had 31 posies. I think he kicked four behinds. It could have been a little bit worse. Um, yeah, Cats go to the top of the AFL table. Did this I, – I tipped Geelong here, I think. Uh, it was a bit of a flip of a coin for me. I'm not really sure why. I went Geelong. Um, yeah, you'd think that matchup, you know, with with the Twin Towers uh, being negated by the backs of um, of Melbourne, they would have had something to do with it. But uh, yeah, did this surprise anyone? I think the odds were, were pretty much uh, even money going into it. Maybe not the results, but uh, Geelong on top. Have they just slowly been sneaking away in the background here and have 
move their way into the into this top conversation because yeah, not really. I don't think it's been. I think a lot of people have started to have Geelong as serious flag mm. contenders. You know, I think when when Melbourne started. Maybe, was, maybe they're just not talking enough about them. Like, we've been talking about the Lions and the Dockers. And, well, we, you know, the, yeah, and, and well, like I think the Blues we talk, and that, like, in that conversation. I think we talk about them because it's kind of fun. It's, yeah, it's, whereas the Cats is like, the cats they're, like they're, they're always cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably why. I don't yeah, think they've really floated under the radar. And I think when Melbourne did go on that three-game losing streak, a lot of people started thinking, oh, maybe Geelong are the best team in the AFL, yeah. uh, not the Melbourne Demons. Uh, and yeah, as it stands, yeah, they, they are the best team in the AFL. Yep. I think it's just a testament to the comp. And I guess compared to the NRL, like the Cats were sitting like, what, fourth or fifth? Like, only a few weeks ago. A few ago. weeks ago, yeah. And then now they're on top of the ladder and it's because they're like only got like one or two games at most in between them. Whereas, um, I mean, NRL top two teams were fairly even. That's obviously um, changed in the last couple of weeks. But mm, mm. besides the top two teams, like everyone else was... There's more There's more parity. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. Um, you know, with Melbourne, you know, going back to the NRL, the way the Melbourne Storm's been playing recently, it's kind of like who's who can beat Penrith kind yeah. of thing. Um, whereas in the AFL, yeah, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I could see six or seven of these teams winning winning a flag, perhaps. So yeah, yeah I think that the league probably has a little bit more parity. Um, but yeah, I don't think Geelong flew under many people's radar per se. Uh, un- uh, yeah, under the radar in the sense that no one had been talking about them recently because Geelong good, um, well, unsurprisingly. I think yeah, <laughs> ma- uh, yeah, I agree. I had to repeat myself, but I'll do it anyway. I think yeah, maybe we've been talking a, a un- bit more, a bit more about Brisbane and Frio and and Carlton because uh, well, two of us are fans yeah. <laughs> of of two of those teams, <laughs> and uh, and Frio's kind of been a little bit un- unexpected in in their play. Swans, Dogs, uh, it was a replay of the 2016 Grand Final. Uh, fun tidbit as well. Uh, Sharks and uh, Storm played the 2016 Grand Final. So it's 2016 Grand Final round, uh, if you will. Uh, different result in this one, though. The Swans belted the Bulldogs, 120-67. to 67. Uh, They would have got a bit of a spray, I reckon, from old horse Longmire. Um, after that shock loss to Essendon last week, they... I watched this game and it was very one-sided traffic. Uh, dominated the entire game. Isaac Heaney had four goals. The scoreline could have blown out a little bit more with uh, Tom Papley uh, and Buddy both kicking two goals, five. Uh, only four of the Dogs players had 20-plus. Still no Bailey Smith. Uh, I think he's good to go next week. That'll, that's four four weeks without Baz Alenka. Um, and Lost their winning ways. Yes, yes, yes. I think they've gone two and two in the in the Bailey Smith mm. uh, suspension period, and uh, yeah, a, a bit of a statement for the Swans who, um, yeah, would have been reeling after that loss to the Bombers. Holy crap! Monks just chucked this game on. <laughs> uh, the, the Bombers have a what's that nineteen point lead against the Brisbane Lions at the moment. Yeah, I was actually going to change my tip. Probably expected. The Lions have... COVID injuries, etc. Yeah, they've et got almost 10 guys out, I think. So, yeah, I, not, not I, great for them. I wondered why the line was so low for Brisbane in this game. Um, it's I think it finished at 22 for Brisbane at home here. And then I look at the, the team list. <laughs> yeah. So, so COVID... No Harris Andrews, no Dan McStay, no Archie, no Coleman, and then injuries to Dan Rich, Dan Zorko, Jared Berry. Yep. Uh, and good list. And what happened with the Hipwood uh, judiciary? Did uh, you read up on this? Fine. Fine. So 
That was for yeah. shoving the dude into the into the dumpy. So yeah. they r- ruled it ca- not careless. No, yeah. So I think what happened there? Um, Gardner just sort of changed his line. So mm. Hitwood was running for the ball. I think he was run for the for the mark. Um, and Gardner sort of moved into his line and sort of stopped dead. So it was kind of like he pushed him, but it was because he had no choice. He had no other option. Yeah, according to them. Yeah, um, and I think all all the views. Um, were pretty damning, except for when you look at the view from behind the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the Jewish uh, tribunal were just like, yeah, it's I guess it's just play on. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so he got away with that fine, I guess. Interesting to see what happens here in the last 15 minutes. Uh, I'm sure we can keep you updated. Still lots of football. It'd be massive for the Bombers if they get two in a row. Two pretty, bi- pretty big scalps, two. Uh Yesterday's games, the, the Roos went so close but so far. Uh, they had lost their last 11 games by 40-plus. They had a four-goal lead going into three-quarter time here against the Magpies. Uh, we were concerned about Darcy Moore last week. He did um, have that nasty hyperextension of his knee. Scans revealed no structural damage. I don't think he played yesterday, but uh, he'll be good to go for the rest of the season. And, um, yeah, it was three-quarters of... Uh, of Ruse playing well into a Collingwood masterclass in the fourth quarter. Uh, Darcy Cameron kicked three. There was a Dacos to Dacos goal. You know, Dacos kicked, I think it was uh, Josh kicked to Nick who finished, I believe, uh, from watching the highlights. And uh, and still side bottom with the go-ahead with three minutes to go. Nick Larkey kicked five in a losing side. Heartbreak for North fans all round. What do you think of Horn Francis playing BFL? Um, yeah, it's not good, is it? It's highly concerning for North fans. It's maybe more of an insight into his future and him possibly not playing at that club uh, next year. Yeah. Where they smoked this problem fire. Yeah. I think is where we're at now with that. Yeah. And early on I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, he went to Adelaide. I, yeah, he didn't tell the club. He probably should have told the club. But not reading it into it too much. Media beat up, yada, yada, yada. And then each week that goes by just kind of seems less and less likely that Jason Horn francis is a, is a shin boner for, for the long term. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys see the highlights of this one? Uh, absolute scenes up on the Gold Coast, uh, especially for Gold Coast Suns fans. They ran out two-point winners against the Richmond Tigers. Uh, we'll talk about Dustin in a sec. Let's talk about the game first. So yep. the Suns were trailing by 40 points uh, late in the third quarter, uh, and it was about 28 points, I think, at three-quarter time. They were able to chase down the Tigers, and then every – kid's dream or nightmare, depending on how good of a kick of the footy you are, uh, <laughs> Noah Anderson took the mark inside 50. After the siren, uh, the Suns were down four points at uh, uh, at the time of the kick, so had to kick the goal. Um, and he absolutely flushed it from, a bit, I'm going to say 40 out and a slight angle to the right, straight down the middle, pandemonium for the 18 Gold Coast Suns fans in there. And the Suns win. The Tigers capitulate. Uh, three goals to Marbio Troll, who I think that would have been a sweet, sweet game for him, unwanted by the Richmond Tigers last year. He has 34 on the season, uh, more than Jack Rewalt, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Shay Bolton, good uh, in a losing side. 29 uh, posies, three goals. 
Should we talk Dusty, boys? Dusty, he, he missed the game. He had a low-grade hamstring, it seems. It seems low-grade. The media now, are the media just, you know, are they entitled to go to a bloke's house and, you yes. know... Sit on his front gate waiting for him. Sit on his home. front gate and and act like a swarm of seagulls down at the beach trying to just fight for that last chip. <laughs> or is Dusty within his right to give them the cold shoulder and not comment on the status of his hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, I think he's well. If he's at his house, he's at his house, like buzzing in his front gate with the he's window injured. down, and they're like, yeah. "Know that he's had mental health issues yeah. this year." Yeah. And the media's yeah. like, "Dusty, you playing this week?" Kind of thing, and he's just like, "But about it, I don't want to comment." And he, you know, uh, you know, trying to fub him off essentially, yep. yeah, and then drive up into his property. Like, yeah, I think that's the worst place you could potentially try to get insider information from. Jano's going to be Jano's, but fuck him. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's, that's, there's training like paparazzi. and paparazzi. Pa- it's paparazzi kind of aspects of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah, I it's get, not journalism. I get it's, it's, Melbourne, it's, not I get, ju- it's not journalism. I, I like that, yeah, Monks. It's yeah. not journalism. Yeah, it's clickbait shit. So. Yeah. yeah. And look, the the uh, the other side of the story, the, the side that Kane Corns um, took and, and possibly, you know, appealing to maybe more of the dinosaur crowd, mm-hmm. um, he actually he went pretty far in using the word petulant from Dusty on SEN. Uh, and he said, no that, he, he said that he owed it to the fans to give them an injury update. Uh, some interesting comments coming. I'm pretty through. sure that's what the coach's job is. Like, yeah, like yeah. There, there, there's set press conferences to have well, these conversations. I mean, that's like, it. Like Dusty would have to go there's, through this team process. Like, can don't I, don't team lists come out on a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. What com- there's a whole game and shit behind it as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah, it's it's inside information. Like the the team lists come out. On a Tuesday night, don't Th- they? Thursday, in Thursday, Thursday night. But either way, that still gives you enough time to, yeah, you know, maybe get your tickets and then get down on the ground. Like, it, yeah, I look. I if you're Tigers fans, you're probably not. You also, yes, you want to see Dusty, but he's not the only reason you go to show and watch the, a Tigers game. And nearly every single comment uh, on the on the social media posts that I was reading regarding the story was Tigers fan here. Leave Dusty alone. He doesn't owe us anything. He's given us three premierships <laughs> yeah, and been, yeah, exactly, pretty much that. And, like, and it was like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of comments in the same, same kind same of uh, yeah. exactly. And then a lot getting stuck into Kane Corns, um, you know, grand final, um, you know, belting at the hands of Geelong Cats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, <laughs> back at Kane. Uh, look, the, I think what Kane had also said was something along the lines of, "Well, sure, he doesn't like the media. It's well known that he's." Doesn't like the media. Everyone knows that he's coming back from a mental health break. Yeah. Could he say? Could he just say, uh, "I'm not. I'm not sure uh, on my uh, status. It's a hammy at the moment. Um, no further comment." But he's not doing a fucking press conference I outside agree. his I house. Agree. I agree. <laughs> like, like I agree. Yeah. no, yeah. There's a time and place that's, for that's it. That's the devil's advocate uh, f- from me, and I yeah. agree a hundred percent. There was there was also comments in there, like uh, you know, Kane Corns or anyone else that thinks he has to give a press conference at his house. Um, you know, I hope you'd be happy for lots of people to come bang on your door tomorrow and give a press conference after you've just been to the doctor, which yeah. is essentially yeah, what's exactly, going on. Exactly. Mm. What's going on? Yes. Fuck him. Mm. How was your prostate exam, Kane? Uh, did, he, <laughs> did he use two fingers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We fool a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went there. Oh, we went there. Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, oh. it does seem to be a low-grade hamstring. Let us know if you're listening, uh, if you think the media have the right to go to people's houses and berate them for a injury update. And as a fan, do you care or would you rather their, uh, your players be, um, you know, their privacy uh, being uh, respected and, uh, and don't, you don't really give a shit about uh, them giving a comment at their house? The Dockers, uh, they continue their winning ways uh, with a, a 41-point dis, uh, dis, dis, what am I after here? Disposal, sure, of, of the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Dismantling. Dismantling, probably. Yeah, Dis- yeah. it all works. 40-point win. So. Dysphagia, I think that's uh, the medical term for not being able to spit out your words. Maybe that's what, <laughs> what was on my mind then. Andy Brayshaw uh, probably gets a three brown lows again. Uh, he had 36 disposals, 10 tackles and a sausage roll. Nat Fife looking like old Nat Fife. Three goals. There was a photo doing the rounds this week. The rig. Of the rig. <laughs> uh, to quote, I believe, it's Seth Rogen in the yeah. movie Bad Neighbours. His arms look like big veiny dicks. <laughs> and that is exactly what they look like. Big, big, <laughs> veiny dicks. Uh, he kicked three goals. Michael Frederick, who's fast becoming one of uh, my favourite players to watch in the AFL. He's very silky, very fast. He kicked three and Sean Darcy, we'd start talking, you know, we've been talking about him, uh, you know, in the elite conversation, you know, is he is he up there with, with Maxi Gorn and, and Brody Grundy? Uh, hard to assess Grundy at the moment because he's been hurt. Yes. I think, yes, I think you can have three blokes in the elite conversation for, uh, you know, the elite tier, unless you put Max in a tier of his own, but I don't like that. Uh, put Sean Darcy in the elite tier. Well, he both had, both it, those other guys have been injured recently and Darcy's been playing... Very well. Indeed. 16 disposals, 27 hitouts, two goals. Uh, interesting matchup next week. Freo play the Swans. Uh, so that's, you know, both both mm. teams that are kind of trying to press to, to, yeah, for that top four, you know, trying to state their claim as mm-hmm. premiership contenders. Mm-hmm. And then the Saints, uh, they'll be reeling after this loss, but they go and play the Dogs. So that's, you know, two of those teams that are kind of vying to, yeah, to, to try and get into uh, the eight. So, so where is that Freo's Swans game? Uh, it's in it's in Perth. Mm. I'm pretty sure yeah. next week. So, so uh, favoritism to them. I yeah, think. definitely, definitely. So, uh, the power they won and they won comfortably last night at the Adelaide Oval, 84 to 29. They've they gone still in the hunt. Yeah, they're 12th. So look at that ladder there. So they're the last one. You'd they're say the last one that. exactly. So we we've spoken, you know, in the last few weeks. Obviously, lines through. Uh, North and and uh, and the Eagles lines through the Bombers and Hawks, mm-hmm. uh, and you can definitely say confidently now lines through Crows and Giants. Uh, we have twelve teams vying for that top eight, which is very close. So Port, Gulf Jeff Coast, and Western Bulldogs only a rounds? win out. Uh, six. No, sixteen. So we've got six, six. Uh, this is seventeen. So there should be six six games to go, I believe. Uh, where what are we, Connor Rosie? He kicked four. Giants stunk. Um, there, that's all I've got on that. <laughs> um, the Lions and Bombers. Maybe we can get the last five to eight minutes Lions, of that up. Ooh, nine, they, nine, 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 nine minutes left. Thirteen points in it, and then we've got Hawks Crows this afternoon at Marvel, and followed by the Blue Baggers going out west to take on the West Coast Eagles at Optus Stadium. Max, mm-hmm. um, I can actually I can do it. Off, I can you just keep that footy up there uh, okay. as we've got Hugh McLuggage lining up a kick uh, for Brisbane. Yeah. The suitcase. He's pushed it yeah. left. Pushed it left. Uh, just looking at this ladder, 
Um, oh, he had it up a second ago. Uh, that's, that's all right, Adam. And I've got it here. Geelong, 48 points. Melbourne, 48 points. Freo, 48 yeah. points. So we've got a sort of three teams up there on 12 and 4. Brisbane looking to join them at 12 and 4 here, uh, pending the result of this game. Then uh, we've got Collingwood on 44, Sydney Swans on 40, Carlton 40 pending their result this afternoon. Then Richmond... Big game, actually, for the Blues, I'd say. Massive, yeah. yeah massive. Miss out on that. Should then. win, should win. But, yeah, you, you drop a game to West Coast and the Blues have got some tough... I was looking at their run home. There is some tough games for Carlton, so and you really need to win. You've got one, two, three, four teams chasing you as well. Yeah. The, in, the Tigers in, also trying to stay in there. Yeah, Tigers, Saints, Dogs, Suns, Port. So only four four points separates those five teams. So, yeah, like we're talking about at the start of the AFL segment, uh, you know, a fair bit of parity in the league, a lot of teams that could, uh, you know, potentially uh, win the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, a lot of teams uh, will be jostling now for those eight positions. Well, it's good. The 12 teams at 500 or above. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a close um, competition this year. Indeed, indeed. Let's talk some NBA. Uh, not as crazy a week. Compared to last week, with we had you know big trades and massive deals getting signed. Uh, there was two blokes that signed good deals: Darius Garland uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers and Zion Williamson. They both signed They're max mooks. rookie extensions. So I think they end up being about five years, hundred and ninety odd mil. And one of the funnier trade requests. Uh, this this one, it was like a did trade. You, did you see the, the the Lakers one there as well? No, I haven't seen the Lakers one. Yeah, they asked for a LeBron. Um, three picks and something else for KD. For LeBron and three <laughs> picks for KD. <laughs> yeah, and like, like yeah, no. Interesting. interesting. Uh, there's, uh, there's that's less ridiculous than this one. Yeah, because at least LeBron, you're like, oh, we can't play till you know he's fifty. Like, yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to, you know, hang up the hang up the sneakers soon. Uh, yeah. But this one was the Nets asking the Timberwolves, uh, would you accept uh, for Kevin Durant? Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first round picks, six six players for for KD. It really uh, screamed of you know uh, anyone that's played sort of two K or Madden or FIFA. You just kind of throw the CPU a ridiculous yeah. trade and just see see what yeah, happens. See if the AI yeah. picks it up or not. Yeah, and then uh, the AI always picks it up because <laughs> I know in Madden you'd get grades given back and uh, if big fat F that would be an F. Yeah, that would be an F coming back at you straight straight up. That, that kind of value is you're trying to. Uh, essentially, say that KD is the best player in the in the competition by a long way. Yes, by a long way. It's, and it's a joke. And yeah, it's, a, it's, is, it's the question is like, is that fair value? And I no. don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Like <laughs> KD's good. He's definitely top five. Yeah, he's definitely top five. But it's it's not like he's the clear, you know, goat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Head and shoulders above anyone else in the league at the moment. So yeah, it's 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 stupid and it's kind of disrespectful and waste of time and. The rest of it, and it yeah. kind of you kind of wonder where the Brooklyn Nets management is now. If they're throwing out shit like this, I think they're a bit, they're starting to get a bit desperate. Yeah, I agree, desperate. They they know they're probably going to lose out and in a full rebuild, and mm. going to be left with Ben Simmons. And they like, all right now, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> let's let's get as many pieces as we can for the, the current bits we've got. The Brooklyn Boomers with uh, Simmons and Mills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 2K23, now there's a bit of news, there's a bit of fake news, I think, here, but it's worth discussing. Uh, so the 
there's going to be a, like a normal version, which will uh, have Devin Booker as the cover athlete. Uh, they're also going to have a Michael Jordan edition. I don't know really know what the extras are with the with the Jordan edition, but Jordan's on the cover, and he's going to be the first ever hundred yep. in two uh, K history. Uh, I think FIFA did this a, f- a while back, maybe with Ronaldo and maybe Messi being a hundred for the first time ever. Not sure. Don't know if I'm talking shit. Um, often do. There's also going to be uh, a version with uh, the WNBA athletes Diana Tarusi and Sue Bird uh, featuring on the cover. Uh, couldn't get Brittany Griner's picture, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know you cut. Following this one at all, Brittany Griner in Russia. Yes, yeah, she had CBD. Um, She was over in Russia playing, making a bit of bank, and had CBD in a um, vape canister, and Uh, is being held by Russian authorities at the moment. She's been there for four months and is gonna. She's facing ten years prison. Yeah, it's Uh, it's also whether you know uh, semi big time athlete. Like well-known American athlete in in Russia at the time of the war kicking off. Well, she's <laughs> there playing basketball. Yeah, no, but as in like, as in like the, the get it, get out of there. Is that what you're saying? No, well, well, they're from the Russian perspective. Like that's a that's a nice one to pick up and uh, keep in your course. back pocket. Back yeah, so. Of course, yeah. they want trade. Yeah. We yes, want yeah. trade. You yeah. give us arms dealer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> arms dealer for Britney. I think that's what's happened. So she has ended up pleading guilty to the charges. Mm. Yep. And allegedly, to do some sort of prisoner swap, she would yeah. have had to have pleaded guilty. So, uh, yeah. I think this, yeah, this is going up to like the higher powers, yeah, um, sort right. of political government sort yeah. of stuff where it's yeah. out, out, outside the SQ, but yeah, you can see the writing on the wall there. They've power play outside the SQ, no comment. We'll take on the Saudis, <laughs> but not the Ruskies. <laughs> uh, and back to 2K and Possibly fake news. I did see this. So I, I don't think it's real news. I think it's a good Photoshop uh, of, of Russell Westbrook being was, a 72, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> on the new 2K. It was a, like a parody Twitter post. from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't real. In the era of fake news, fake news, I saw that and I was like, wow, they've done Russell dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the Twitterverse wasn't much nicer about it either. A lot of the comments going, how do you get 72? He should have been 40 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of ticked off Lakers fans, I think, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> with, oh with yeah. poor Russ and uh, his uh, maybe lack of contribution or or. Just by his lofty standards, perhaps uh, his lack of contribution this year to the Lakers, but uh, it was a bit of fun, a bit of fun, and always you got to check around the fake news, double check what we say. We don't know fucking what we're saying half the time, uh, <laughs> so no evidence to suggest that Russell Westbrook will be a seventy-two on two uh, K this year, despite that doing the rounds this week. It's actually mm-hmm. interesting because Westbrook and Kyrie both took their player options, mm-hmm. but Harden mm-hmm. didn't, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to re-sign a deal which will have a player option in the second year, but it'll end up being less money. So he's taking less uh, money less to money, stay. But yeah, okay. So be, yeah, interesting kind of take considering the other two um, kind of, you know, guaranteed their contracts. Uh, I guess they're more looking like they're going to be traded. So they're mm. guaranteeing their number for where they get tra- their contract gets traded to. Um, but yeah, it's interesting for Harden to have then not do that and go a slightly different route. Indeed. And make a little bit, a little bit more certainty and a little less money. <laughs> Um, and just quickly back to two K. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the screen grabs. The graphics are starting to get crazy good. Like I think two K has always been the le- leader in the sports 
yeah, ar- arena for, for graphics. I suppose you have to you don't have to animate as much. You know, there's less players. It's smaller mm. kind of area. So maybe that's why they they get the better much graphics better than going. Rugby league games. <laughs> the old rugby league, <laughs> rugby league. Bring them back. That'd be uh, fun, they? You can tell it. they've improved the graphics because they just keep adding more sweat. So yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, gets, you, that gets released September nine. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all, of, all the current um, this year's suite of sports games are coming out in the next. It, couple essentially, months. yes. And the summer league's been going on. We've had you know a quick look at uh, at some of the draft picks uh, out there. Uh, Dyson Daniels, uh, the Aussie, he did have to. Uh, leave his matchup uh, with a right ankle sprain. Uh, is there anything on that story, yep. or are they waiting? Awaiting scans. It's always hard uh, in the basketball. Basketball, very uh, Dusty Martin, if you will, in uh, the in <laughs> uh, the way that they approach their injuries. Um, yeah, that's it. It's definitely a, a, a no comment kind of league. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing really. There was one thing on Twitter where it alluded that there was a X-ray done and it turned up negative. So. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it's all just yeah, it's not serious. He's just twinged a little bit, and yeah, we'll be back playing very soon. And Sean on my left here was not laughing at uh, the Dyson Daniels uh, ankle sprain. Rather, a fire comment there from Rick in, in the chats. I've, I've seen plenty of memes and stuff uh, about this as well. And we yeah, and we hadn't mentioned it that the uh, the summer league is handing out rings. Uh, this yeah, they've just announced uh, that they'll. they'll There'll be rings. Is it a tournament? Like, do they play a... Yeah, yeah, so I think there is a a winner, but uh, (laughs) I have seen, yeah, CP3 uh, trying his luck next summer. (laughs) Uh, Carmelo, Carmelo, never... Some some guys like that. uh, That never (laughs) won. (laughs) (sighs) Terrible, Mm, terrible, terrible. That's funny. Funny, yeah. The summer summer league ring. Summer league ring. (laughs) Reminiscent of a lot of the trophies that I've got in my cabinet, I think, you know. The, you know. <laughs> the participation awards. Oh, I, I was going to say, you know, second grade runner-up, <laughs> Tuggernong Best and Fairest, you know, a few coaches award or, you know, a few, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, most improved kind of shit. About, about as useful as a promise ring, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll keep going with the ramble. Yeah, so other yeah, round ball, the, the one that you kick. Uh, we said last week United, they haven't fucking signed anyone. They're a pretty good signing here in Christian Eriksen. We saw him put Brentford on his back and uh, and sort of carry them uh, through kind of any, any relegation scares. Actually had a pretty good mm. season. Uh, unfortunately, as tends to happen in soccer, uh, if you put together a good season at a smaller club, some big club will snap you up and Christian Eriksen... Mm. Goes to Manchester United. The obviously the big talking point uh, going the other way from Manchester United is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, what have you got in that article there, monks? We were alluding to return a possible return to La Liga, possibly being the most uh, likely last week. Although it doesn't seem like that's the case. Um, don't know quite yet. So this report here that I've just got is um, a little bit more current news in terms of um, Ronaldo will not be travelling with United mm. when they come across to Australia, mm. um, I guess, for one of the friendly matchups. Yep. Yeah, uh, so he's not travelling. So he's yeah. not travelling with the team, which I guess in a way is telling um, to some degree that he probably won't be sticking around, I guess. Um, and, I don't know if, Sean, have you got anything there? Well, it's, it's confirmed that he's not sticking around. Like he said, I don't want to be yeah. there. Yeah, he so wants to play Champions League. So yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and um, because of that comment, uh, there's been Chelsea's been sniffing around uh, mm-hmm. if he wants to, of course, stay in the EPL. Um, and then PSG, is, mm-hmm. and we talked about that uh, potentially mm-hmm. going there and the the goat farm, as you will. Um, I I don't want like I don't want PSG to just be able to buy a Champions League, but I don't know. It kind of would be cool, I guess, to see them playing together. Yes, but also yeah. fuck that. Like <laughs> we're talking about Messi and uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Imagine, if, I mean, imagine if they just did a classic PSG and get knocked out in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> too much, too much infighting. They don't pass it to each other. That's right. With the t- yeah, the two goats, and I we'll mean, look, we see it in basketball happen all I was the time. Say like yeah, there's going no back guarantee. to NBA like Brooklyn Nets. There's didn't no work gar- for them. There's no guarantee. But yeah. But but the other thing is, does it does it help their legacy? Like playing together. No. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, like no, it's it just because it, if they win one, they're just adding one to both of their resumes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. I don't know. Unless no. it went to pens or something, and <laughs> Messi got, got his pen and Ronaldo missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the reason we won, not you. <laughs> Uh, Raheem Sterling will be. That going, was a big he, one. He will be going to Chelsea. That is confirmed. He'll fee. be in Sky Blue next season. Yeah, there's been heaps of other movements uh, around. Uh, a lot of uh, more confirmed moves, not official. Yeah. So it's like, yes, the move's going to happen. The transfer fee's been essentially right, verbal to, agreements, uh, but it hasn't officially been happened yet. But yeah, a lot of a lot of movements is. Um, across the leagues and across the big teams. So, yeah. Uh, 80 million, I think, uh, Chelsea paid for uh, Raheem Sterling. Big one there. Only 27. He obviously burst out onto the scene as a, as a youngster. That is 80 million uh, AUDs, if you uh, yes, questioning that. Yeah, 45 million pounds. Yeah, pounds taking a bit of a beating um, the last couple of weeks as well. For some financial chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Before we move in the NFL, let's cover the AFL. The, the Bombers kicked a goal on the siren to win that game 100 to 90. Okay, he's uh, up and about. Big set. He's wearing a Sammy uh, Draper shirt. That's it. Where's the heart? <laughs> uh, where did that go? <laughs> Switch it out. Uh, that that was big for them because that'll put them, what, a game ahead of... Um, yeah, because they lost to West Coast a couple of weeks and ago. Seventh so, place? are they, they have they kind of cemented six at the moment? Are you talking about? No, sorry, I've, no, 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 sorry, I got that wrong. Essendon <laughs> 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 sixth. <laughs> We've already put a line through them. Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I was thinking of. Um, it's bad for Brisbane. No, no it's bad. Uh, it's, it's definitely bad. For it's obviously, bad for obviously it's more know, Brisbane than ba- Bombers. Banged up, but uh, they they did have a chance to if they won this game, yeah. uh, despite missing half of their troops, uh, mm-hmm. to go like equal first with with the Cats, D's and um, and Dockers. Yeah, and unsurprisingly, my brain didn't work, so it's all good. No, yeah, it happens <laughs> quite frequently. <laughs> quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hope your brain's working for this segment because you put some time and effort into it. Uh, As I did mention at the top of the show, we're less than a month uh, away until the preseason of the NFL starts. I know a lot of people think that the preseason in the NFL goes too long, et cetera, et cetera. You're probably right. You're probably right. But I do like following it because all three of us are fantasy football diehards, tragics, et cetera, et cetera. We all play in the same league that we've... How long have we been in that league? Ten years? Yeah, it's ten years. About ten years together. So, obviously, the bragging rights right. and the rest of it um, to go with it. So, we're hoping to get a little bit of an NFL fantasy spin uh, going into this preseason. The draft, um, what, what, what are we, 
April. It was about April, two, two and a bit yeah, months ago. Yeah, geez, yeah, nearly, th- nearly three months ago. Since the NFL draft, uh, we did watch it, lo- uh, you know, happen live here on the Esky. But Sean, you've done a bit of research. You've gone through your rookies, mm-hmm. um, and you've sort of listed a few. Um, you know, to well, I think we've got twelve here that we're that we're going to talk yeah. about. Twelve that I thought was interesting to pull out that had some good conversation uh, of for. Mm-hmm. For fantasy, because we're deep into fantasy land now as we lead into the preseason, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of guys getting, you know, July is your prep for... Is your prep. Yeah, you know, your prep for, for your draft. And in August, you watch your preseason, kind of confirm what you've been thinking about. And then hopefully you do your draft uh, towards the end of preseason. And I feel sorry for all those that do it early and then yeah. get... No, I don't, I don't feel sorry for you. Do, do it after the last preseason game or that, at least Before, that weekend, at least the yeah. last weekend because we've, you see it every year. It's tragic, but there are season-ending injuries or there are injuries where guys are going to miss six, eight weeks that happen in the preseason. Don't be a nuffy. Have your draft in or after the last preseason game has been played. Anyways... Number one, your number one rookie to watch. It's probably the consensus number one as well. well. So so I think the caveat there is he is the consensus number one, but I also think the value is not there. We so, are talking about Brees Hall. So, yes, we're talking about New York Jets running back Hall, who um, is going very high. He's average draft position in probably the third or fourth round. So when mm-hmm. I say that, he's going in the 30s uh, for a 10-team so league. That's about third or fourth round. Uh, but it, for, to me... Um, I've seen as high as the seventh, like RBO overtaking. I think twentieth is his average, mm-hmm. uh, but even still, to me, that's all too high. Mm. Um, I think, and I kind of don't understand why. I get, I get people of maybe seeing that hey, he's going to take that job, and he's going to have a twelve hundred yards and be you know killer, and he's going to be a, a core part of your roster, but. On that team, Michael Carter's still there, mm-hmm. and they've got Coleman as well. They both had, you know, Coleman was taking carries for Carter last year, and Carter is his second year, and also was very good last year on a team that has a coaching staff that likes to share the load. I just don't see the potential for that high kind of, um, uh, you know, touches that he's going to need to to repay you for a third or fourth round in the, you know a thirtieth guy taken mm. um, in that list. So I'd have to say. To me, that seems too high. Mm-hmm. He needs to move down a couple of rounds, probably into those 50s, 60s, where you're not relying on him to be you know, one of your two starting running backs week in, week out. Like, I just don't think he's worth that kind of value, noting where he, the competition that he's got on that team. And that team has a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, a lot of young players. So um, it's very hard to kind of pick a, a guy that has clear air to come in and start straight away at a running back position as a rookie. So... A lot of risk there, not a lot of reward. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm surprised that he's, you know, up there with consensus number one for yeah. all rookies. Uh, the first point being, it's hard for a rookie running back to go into the NFL and get bulk carries and bulk touchdowns. Like, that, that's going to be the issue as well. And at the, at the New York Jets, how many touchdowns are they going to be scoring? Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you don't see him going out there and having a 1,000 yards and 12 Touchdowns. And yet, yes, he's got good, you know, he was a good receiver. He can catch the ball. But then Carter was doing the same thing last year. Like, they're going to be sharing that load. So I just don't see it. He's not in a situation like CEH was. Mm. Um, and again, he, but he was underwhelming as well. Everyone yeah. had him projected going as a top 10 running back. Probably too high. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and he got about 800 um, rushing yards that rookie year. Of course, a bunch of, 
they hit the wall, etc. But he had no one in that backfield as a comparison. Like yeah. he, the situation just isn't there for me uh, for Hall. Um, so I'd avoid uh, until he drops um, past the fifty range, and you can get him um, there as a you know maybe he's your first running back as a potential flex. You know, a guy that you could more step in than have to start week in, week out. Oh yeah, I'm going to agree with you 100% here. I wouldn't be confident going into a fantasy uh, season with Priest Hall being my RB1. Yep. Possibly as an RB2 yeah, or as a flex. Yeah. Yep. Drake London? Drake London then is the next highest uh, rated. Uh, as a rookie, probably the one of the top wide receivers just because of the situation, because they've got no one. Like Pitts is the only other option very much there as a seeing threat. Um in the passing game, of course, you got uh, Patterson who does it all. But that's – as a wide receiver, he's in that, that room for the Falcons. He He's all that they have available there. The biggest issue is probably going to be quarterback play because it's not Matt Ryan throwing the ball anymore. Mm. It is Mariota mm-hmm. um, who did all right for the Raiders but also maybe not the going to have the, you know, the most passing attempts. He does a little bit with his legs but he's not a – Lamar Jackson in any way, shape, or form. No. But he's he's a step down. Like, he's he's a tier three kind of quarterback. So, you're, you're taking a risk there. But he has the size. He's going to get a lot of red zone looks. Um, and in the, the 90s, as an average draft position, um, you know, your ninth round where it's a guy that can potentially uh, sit on your bench for a little while, uh, play in a flex, depending on the matchups, et cetera, that's, that's not a bad way to draft it. Because he could, yeah, he could score 10 touchdowns this year. Mm. Um, he's going you know, to have to be their wide receiver one. Yeah, he? exactly. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of forced in a position. And, um, you know, I think he's more of a, a new good stash as well for those in the keeper league. Because um, Mariota is probably not a long-time quarterback. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see what they do next year. Uh, but there might be a completely different situation there where that Hayden London takes a bump with a new quarterback. So it's kind of guy, yes. Maybe you can play him a little bit early, play him more matchups, but at least you've got him on your bench and you can uh, pick and choose and hopefully get like that mid-season bump where maybe he catches on and get some good chemistry with Mariota. One of those ones, confirm in the preseason, see what that looks like. These are the other options uh, in the wide receiver uh, room for the Atlanta Falcons. Auden Tate, Olamita Zacchaeus and Brian Edwards. Not exactly household names. Yeah, and Zacchaeus is going to be getting some raps yeah, of yeah, late yeah, as well. Yeah, got a little so. bit last year in the, in the Ridley um, you know, break. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna have to um, swim in the in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's sink or swim this league, and he's gonna have to swim. Yeah, and the Falcons have a few kind of tasty options uh, potentially um, because of their just lack of talent in the in the skill positions. Yeah. It's very much unknown. You one guy might step up and take it all, or maybe they play a bit of team ball. But you can't mm. you can't be certain on any of it. Feel for Kyle Pitts as well. Uh, a little bit, you know, losing Matt Ryan, uh, you know, the highest drafted tight end ever. Hopefully, and then, uh, it doesn't and no hurt his career cast. too much. Yeah, yeah as well. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy that's a tight end, um, semi playing wide receiver as well, then mm-hmm. having, you know, being double teamed, it's it's not great for him. Uh, the third uh, rookie here that we're talking about is Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, over at the Tennessee. Titans, who did look well, they traded away AJ Brown. Uh, does he get the same looks as AJ, or is Bobby Trees going to be their wide receiver one? That's the question, and you know from my uh, from our draft special how um, full I was for uh, Burks throughout mm-hmm. that. So I really like him in this team. Uh, 
And, you know, probably the difference with London is he's got Ryan Tannehill as a confirmed kind of quarterback option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you got to remember Henry's back in that team. They're probably going to run fuckload more, which, mm-hmm. you know, did hurt both um, AJ Brown, like their, their numbers. Mm-hmm. They had one true wide receiver. Um, and, you know, with Woods there, does that mean there's shared load? He's not going to get as many opportunities. It'd be interesting to see. Mm. But I will say if Willis gets a run at all, uh, that it all goes out the window and I'd say park anything Tennessee Titans related, uh, mm. except for Henry. Mm. <laughs> uh, he'll get 4,000 touches a game um, if that's the, the case, uh, if they go the rookie. I think they'll stick with Tannehill at least. For, as, as long as they're doing well, they'll stick yeah. with Tannehill. As, as long as it, if it starts turning bad, then they'll have to you know re, re-dig and do something else. But I think I like Brooks, uh, you know, in that, again, in that 90 to 100 round range um, for an average draft position. You know, with I like him a little bit more than London with the Q, QB situation. Another guy, the you know stash. See what happens mid season, uh, and then hopefully you know, pull him off the bench and into your starting lineup. And I agree with Tannehill. Um, you know, the uh, the game plan with Tannehill has been feed Henry and don't turn the ball over, and it's worked pretty well for Tennessee recently. I'd be pretty surprised much. if uh, if we see Malik uh, Willis uh, outside of injury early on, but who knows? And they might they might try to use him um, sort sort of as a sort of gadget man as well, whereas you know Tannehill's their QB one, but then they get Malik in there, you know, on design runs or or um, option I, option plays. And I think all that blends nicely for Burks because he's. Mm kind of got more gritty size than Woods does. Like Woods yeah, is an elite a boy. You know, yeah. route runner and a mm-hmm. wide receiver. As Burks, I think, could be do it all for you, really. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be involved in a lot of situations. So he should, he's definitely going to get a lot of playing time. It's just what's his target share going to look like? How much touches is he going to get? Um, time will tell. The fourth fantasy rookie here that we're looking at is Kenny Walker. Uh, he is at Seattle. Now, uh, you think maybe similar it in um, – uh, Similar to Brees Hall? Yeah, he's gets a, getting a lot of raps. Um, his dra- average draft position is better. Uh-huh. But I think everyone still forgets that uh, Penny's still there. And Penny, I think, had the best like last six weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, he, lit it up. he lit it up. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have Chris Carlson coming back mm. on a team that likes to run the ball. So they're definitely going to run. He's going to get a lot of touches. Mm. Um, but he's also you know, on a bad team with unknown quarterback potential, probably going to mm. be playing from behind with arguably one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Like mm. I, I just – I question it's in the 90s. Uh, it's more of an acceptable risk than I think Hall was. Mm. Uh, but I also it's – yeah, not a guy I'd be looking for anything impressive early. If anything, I think Penny is probably the favourite in mm. that, that locker room to, to take that ball on. So, yeah, I'd probably leaving Walker and looking at him late. And obviously we'll have more of an indication as to, uh, you know, who's going to be the RB1 after these preseason games. Uh, but for me, I think I like Hall uh, better than, than Kenny Walker in that, uh, yeah, like you say, plenty of mouths to feed there with Rashad Penny and, and Chris Carson and, uh, yeah, just game situation. Uh, I don't see the Seahawks being a very good team this year. Uh, you don't really get running backs, um, you know, scoring big, um, you know, big fantasy uh Games in in games where they have to chase. The only thing is, is he a better receiving option, perhaps, uh, than the other two? Can you know in a PPR league? Uh, true, and true. They're, and they're behind and they're behind in games. Is he going to get a few dump offs? Uh, but it'd be interesting to see what yeah. happens in the process. And he definitely has that, so it's all potential. But yeah, I think it's weighing up the risk and depending what the options are. Like where he is in the nineties is a potential ninth round, you know, 
uh, mid to late tier pick. That's a good place to pick rookies anyway and just stash them. So, uh, but I, uh, there's probably two other guys on that list that maybe have a better situation um, than him and potentially go later. So we'll talk about those in a minute. The next bloke we're talking about is Jameson Williams. Uh, he's wide receiver at Detroit. Uh, killed it uh, in college ball, but obviously coming off. Uh, it's ACL Rico, isn't it? I believe Jameson? so. Yeah. And yeah. James, ACL. do you have yeah. any yeah. recent news on where he is injury-wise? Um, no, not recent. I'm just reading it up yeah. now. We probably won't get much more until they get into uh, training camp for preseason. Mm. Mm. I think that's that'll be it, whether he's able to show up for training camp. Yeah, uh, we knew he'd been training before the draft and it's been probably close to six months since the injury. Mm. Um, so m- most likely he'll start on the PUP, mm-hmm. um, mm. the PUP, so to listen, which means he'll miss the first eight games, I think, is the requirement for is that. Is that eight on the PUP list? Wow. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have to see if he can avoid that or not. Um, but the, my thinking there is... Uh, I do really like him. Um, mm. People are really high on Saint Brown because he got all the targets last year. Yeah, in the late um, late in the year, especially exactly. And you know they do have Goff there, an established quarterback, um, so they've got a good option there. You know, he, Goff's probably not a top ten QB, but he's second tier. He's in mm-hmm. that middle there, mm-hmm. and he can definitely get the job done and can throw the football. So, I think the the idea is: Can Williams get healthy? Can he get? Um, uh, a, because I think as soon as he gets healthy, he's going to take a large portion of this I agree. of this target mm. share very, very quickly. It, based um, on pure talent, arguably the most talented receiver in yeah. this draft class. Yeah, and he, you know St. Brown was got 100-plus targets easily. Uh, I think he could definitely sneak into s- stealing some of those from him. Um, so he's one of those guys, take late and look for again for that bump uh, in that midseason if you want to stash and hold on to him. Or if no one picks him, watch him and watch the the health. Because uh, when he comes on, I think he's definitely going to do a job for you there. And I think he's in the 150s as an average. So like right towards the end of your draft, like it's a good one just to, to add, especially for a keeper add. Uh, Blair, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping yeah, yeah. you were going to say it. Yeah. Keeper league, keeper league, keeper league. Yeah. Add, if add if you're stash. in a keeper league, um, yeah, Jameson, you know, dynasty leagues. Um, yeah, Jameson Williams is definitely one uh, to have an eye on if you want immediate impact. Obviously, uh, him being on the P or most likely being on the PUP list, uh, he's not the guy to go for. But yeah, if you're in one of those longer leagues, definitely uh, someone to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Thoughts? Yeah, so probably following on that same New York Jets conversation. Very young team, lots of mouth to feed. Um, I did like Elijah Hall, Elijah Moore, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, very much uh, last year. They do have Corey Davis there mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, so they've got established options. Um, plus, they've got the the two to three running backs that we mentioned as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of talent, young talent on this team. So it'll be interesting to see how that defines out into you know market share of mm-hmm. the targets uh, within that. So, so I. I like Wilson, but I also hesitant. I like Moore probably more. I think Moore is going slightly behind uh, Wilson from memory in the average draft position. Um, but also, you got to remember Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback, and he really needs to take a second year leap mm. for any of these guys to be worthwhile. If anything, there's too many mouths to feed in the wide receiver's room with probably not enough good quarterback pay, play to feed both of them. He's in the one twenties. I, it's probably still okay, you know, 12th round. That's probably 
good, but I just like more and more as an established option there as a guy that's probably going to get the target share early. It's a, again, wait and see. No, nothing, none of these guys on this list like really scream out starters straight away. Yeah. They're, they're more like stash them, pick them up later and see what happens. Probably uh, my favourite one to watch in, uh, in this rookie list, uh, the Green Bay Packers, Christian Watson. Now, uh, obviously, a lot of, uh, of uh, media coverage around the departure of Devontae Adams. Who becomes the wide receiver one at Green Bay? Yeah, and that's that's the big question because there's a lot of veterans there. Mm-hmm. And what have they got? Kyle Lazard, Cobb, exactly. Watkins, Amari Rogers, who they drafted second round last year. Yeah. And Watkins, he's you know I think on his sixth team of uh, under uh, underperforming to what people are <laughs> expecting him to be. So mm. uh, as your mongrels probably can contest to. Yeah. Uh, so Two years where I've had Sammy Watkins, uh, rocks or diamonds. He'll give you a forty <laughs> game, you know, forty point game here and there, and, and then, then a uh, month of nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so uh, Watson is probably the most talented in that that room, and I guess the care question is going to be chemistry because the veterans will start ahead of him. Mm-hmm. That I think is going to be a definite. Uh, it's just he's one of those ones preseason, preseason, preseason. Mm-hmm. Watch where he does, see if he's got that connection with Rogers and see potential for again another one of those guys midseason bump uh, that can you know gets in there can take over that and probably that second wide receiver role, maybe that deep threat role that MVS had last year, and could probably score you touchdowns because he's gonna he's got the frame, he's got the size to be a red zone threat. Um, and, you know, another guy in the 160s, late uh, average draft position, another great stash to have there. Of the wide receivers to stash, I do really like Watson um, yeah. towards the end yep. uh, of I, your draft. I don't know if it's just Packers bias for, from myself, uh, but I probably would have him just behind Traylon Burks in mm-hmm. terms of rookie uh, wide receivers. Uh, obviously, we spoke about the injury concerns around Jameson Williams and the mouths to feed at the New York Jets. I'd probably uh, have him as the second best rookie yeah, and uh, receiver. Pre season is going to be a very big tell for him because um, he did, of course, come out of North Dakota State, like a, a, another school that's not well known, um, whereas the other guys played in uh, bigger known schools, bigger competition. Mm. So, mm. you know, it is a big step up for him, and preseason will tell whether he's going to be up for it or not. And um, with Aaron Rodgers slinging him the ball, the you know best of the quarterback situation, that's the best one to be in. Um, so he's a he's a nice stash um, for a guy that you're hoping to be, a, uh, you know, wide receiver too. And you never know, maybe he can take a big big leap uh, very quickly. Boy, North North Dakota State, bro, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're a big time school these days. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> yes. They, you know, well, they've got talent that comes out of them, but mm. they've dominated that league for so long. Yeah. Like they've been under – they were underfeated for like three years running or some shit. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Go uh, Bisons. Anyway. Bisons or Bison? Bison. Uh, multiple Bison? I think multiple Bison. And then uh, the, the, the next four ended mm. up being my interesting running backs there. Mm-hmm. So um, – is it Damon Pierce? Yeah, I don't know if it's Damion or Damon Pierce, yeah. uh, running back for Houston. So – He's, he's got a bit of um, a clearer path to playing time than mm. some of the others do because mm-hmm. uh, they just got a whole bunch of nothing uh, at <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Texas. They've got Burkhead and they've got Mac there, Marlon Mac. But they're not, not, you know, they're retreads. They're not established options. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, Lovey Smith, I uh, believe, is the head coach there. So he's going to love to run the ball. Um, Especially with Davis Mills at the helm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he could very quickly find himself in a starting role there mm-hmm. with not many 
other guys trying to steal from him either. So, mm. like, he mm. could very easily take that job and run with it going forward. Uh, which, you know, for a guy getting picked in the 140s, uh, late, very rounds, that's that's off the list. Like, that's an excellent one to pick up and stash. Um, for those guys looking for, you know, maybe you've gone the zero RB strategy or you're looking for an RB to add uh, later to potentially, you know, keep or be a rookie um, sensation. Like, he's, he's one that you can see a direct path yeah. to potentially mm-hmm. starting there. So... I do really like him. He's got good size for the position. So um, drafted late, I think it was a fourth round from memory, fourth mm-hmm. or fifth round. But my biggest, well, I guess the biggest concern with the RBs in this rookie class is it wasn't a great rookie class for for a well, draft class for running backs this year. So that you know that's a caveat, I guess, for a lot of them. And another reason, you know, probably be down hall a little bit mm. is it yeah, it wasn't the best class for uh, running backs this year. Another running back to talk of, the man that uh, mm-hmm. uh, found our country down here, down under, James Cook. <laughs> yeah, still na- kicking around. Name, <laughs> namesake at least. Uh, he's going to be at Buffalo. What do we think here? Maybe a weaker running back room, uh, maybe a favourable uh, place to end up for him? Same thing. Like Brother uh, Dalvin uh, had, was gifted with moral size. Uh, James mm. probably will get the scat back tag, uh, uh, being a little bit of the skinnier, but he is also an electric talent. Mm-hmm. I think the big change is, like you said, suspect uh, wide, um, sorry, running back room mm. that has under-delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that team, the Buffalo team, they love – well, their, start, their best running back is the quarterback um, in Josh <laughs> yeah, Allen. Yeah, definitely um, in terms of touchdowns. And they do like to play four wide. Mm. So I think he could have a lot of potential playing time as, the, the say, the running back. That'll catch a fuckload of balls. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he can help you know do the play action with Allen uh, with Allen there, and they can. I think he fits. He just fits that offensive team so well. Mm. Um, so I think that's that's probably where you could see him getting a lot of playing time and a lot of ball early. So um, another guy uh, that will. Uh, I think what's he going in the hundreds? So he's going a little bit earlier than the others, mm. uh, but still mid tier. But you know, on a good team, good quarterback situation, can catch the ball, and probably going to. You know, I think on that depth draft, he's already second, mm-hmm. and he'll play a lot uh, on that team. He'll get a play, get a lot of um, game time because of the the system that they run. Uh, elite speed as well. We're in a four four two, so definitely uh, that will bode well for him as being the you know the scat back, the the receiving back uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tyler Algier, is that he's uh, Algier? Uh, Better attempt than I would have made. <laughs> Atlanta. That's why. I, that's why I had a crack. <laughs> uh, what's uh, What's your read on this guy? If you read anything rookies, uh, he's uh, basically at the top of the list for you know breakouts, uh-huh. sleeper ones, mm-hmm. purely because uh, on the Falcons, like we talked about. Uh, devoid of skill <laughs> of mm-hmm. talent, um, I think they could be a hot favorite for being a top five, if not the first pick in next Ooh. year's uh, draft. Because mm-hmm. um, I think everyone under them, take like the Jets, the Jags, etc., have mm. done enough to improve. Mm. Whereas I think they've taken a step backwards. Big thing. No Mike Davis. Yeah. So no yep. established running back uh, yep. except for Patterson, who you didn't think was a running back then. The no, one. <laughs> yeah, and I had to eat my words week in and week up, <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, they did pick up Damian Williams uh, over yeah. from Kansas City. Yes. So besides that, there's not a real established there and it's whether Patterson can take the complete load for the entire year mm-hmm. is the question. 
uh, a lot of people going with the you know the risk um, that probably not. Mm. So the reward is well, Pierce uh, has the size as a you know full time workhorse running back. I think he's five eleven to twenty ish. Um, so he's got the size to be he's nuggety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tyler could definitely step in there and do a job for them, and is probably going to start get touches early. So mm-hmm. um, have to see. And preseason, preseason, preseason. Exactly. See, I, see how they use him. Yeah, 150 uh, average draft position. Another one of those rookies. Um, they get stuck there, and I think that's perfect um, uh, for a guy that yeah, good time to take a risk on him, see what he can be, and whether he'll steal that position. Whether Patterson gets injured with that workload, who knows. Rashad White, the last running back that we'll be talking about, the last rookie running back in this list uh, over at Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, Monks' team. Uh, obviously uh, won't be getting the starting job because they've got uh, Lenny Fournette, but they did lose uh, – well, they traded away Rojo. Yeah, Ronald Jones, which I think is the, the big reason from him being here because Fournette's getting uh, like RB10 second round. I think average of like 17 is mm-hmm. an average draft, but very high. Mm. Um, for a guy that's had 2,000 r- rushing yard seasons mm. um, and, you know, alternates between that with missing most of the season and being injured. So mm. um, I think if one thing is I'd be very risk avoid Fournette early <laughs> in the draft. Mm. Uh, let someone else make that risk and have him as an RB1 or 2 um, and probably target White as a guy that, if that does happen, is going to probably step straight in as the starter there um, mm. for for Tampa Bay. And again, great quarterback situation. They've got skill positions, got a good offensive line. Like he's a good one to pick up and stash, uh, definitely. And he's in again in the one sixties has a kind of a clear story to potential playing time. I guess it will depend mm. on if Fournette. Uh, and do I see Fournette? Getting twenty carries a game for the what seventeen games and lasting that long, probably not. Mm. So he's definitely going to get playing time early and could potentially be the the fill in uh, if any injuries do happen to Fournette there. The last rookie that we're going to mention, we have to talk about a quarterback and the <laughs> top quarterback taken in the two thousand twenty two NFL draft was Kenny Pickett. Uh, obviously, quarterbacks, uh, unless you're in a two-quarterback lead, which is pretty unusual, yeah. uh, you've yeah. kind of got your top 10, 12 guys that you look at, and then anyone outside of that uh, you probably disregard. Um, is Kenny Pickett worth looking at as a top 10 or 12 guy? No. We're not going to have a Lamar Jackson rookie season. No, we're not. Pick, no. I don't think. Yep. And I'm happy to eat my words here, but it was a down rookie class. Um, you know, he's arguably behind the worst offensive line in NFL with they're completely retooling it. They've yeah. got two guards and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's he's, one, he's also got to win the job too. Well, that's so. right. There's no guarantee that he, yeah. that he starts with, yeah, that, with Trubisky no, there and Mason Rudolph. There's no real guarantee for the rookie quarterbacks. Um, I'd avoid this rookie quarterback um, class. Um, focus on the, the running backs and wide receivers mentioned above. So, take-home messages. Who did we like? We kind of liked Drake London. We London kind of like Burks. We kind of like Watson, we, the, the, the receivers. Yes, Watson, yep. And then probably... For running backs, who do you like the, the most? Probably like Pierce, Cook, and uh, what was the last one? Algo. Our gear. Our gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that either of us are saying that, no, right? No, yeah. Tyler, I, 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 we prefer those three as late stashes for, for potential direct playing time mm-hmm. capability. A little bit of news in the NFL just quickly. Uh, the big, big one from the week was uh, Baker Mayfield getting traded to the Panthers for a fifth-round pick. 
yeah, sucked in Cleveland. I, th- I think essentially, uh, I, I thought Baker a little bit uh, hard done by in in their treatment of him. Obviously, we've spoken over the last few weeks about Deshaun Watson looking less and less likely to be able to play this season, if ever. Um, and he will go and you'd imagine get the starting job over there at the Carolina Panthers. Well, they did draft Matt Coral, but uh, they have Sam Darnold still there. So they, oh, Sam Darnold, they have yeah. the first and third round, first and third overall from the same draft. Oh, now. interesting. Yeah, so, true, true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently, they've they paid Darnold as well. So like, yeah. they've invested a lot of money in him. Okay, yeah. okay. So I think it's interesting as well. Just looking at uh, the contract notes for. Mayfield, so Cleveland still has to pay ten and a half mil, yeah. and they play the week one against they play, yeah against each do. other. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so um, yes, they'll be paying two quarterbacks in the game, and none of them will be playing for the Browns. Mm. By the way, so <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a kind of a shitty situation, and a kind of I think yeah. with Rosen kind of flaming out as well. Mm. Um, mm. The two guys with the biggest question marks in Allen and Lamar in that draft class have been the two to step up the yep. most. So yep. mm. yeah, it just kind of shows you the. What can happen mm. um, in her draft class at Mitchell Trudisky? <laughs> could, could have had Mahomes, yeah, or, or Watson before mm. he. You know, yeah, I take Mahomes. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so uh, the Browns also have been trashing. Uh, I'm assuming it's coming from the Browns. All the leaks about how the players don't like Baker and he was immature in that and didn't know the game plan, etc. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's no love lost there by the, by the sounds of it between the two. Uh, fresh start for Baker. We'll have to see what happens um, with the Panthers going forward. Rodney Anderson had to – we didn't apologise. I think he just was like, oh, he was taken out of context. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's That as in, hey, I'm not going to get any deep balls of Baker. Well, I think he's, he's – uh, when asked about Baker, he said something like – Hell no, or no, no. <laughs> yeah. wasn't interested in it. So yeah. Yeah, uh, that'll be an interesting conversation for them to have uh, working in it. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Williams, first 99 overall in Madden, uh, talking about uh, sports. Uh, first mm. uh, offensive lineman to get a 99 overall. Is that ever? Ever, yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. So um, great job for, for him, kind of uh, recognising his elite play mm. recently. Mm. Uh, and joins a class, I think there's six 99 overalls. Um, in the next Madden? Have they, re- next Madden. Have they released it? Uh, it's, it's coming up. So they're, they're same as what they were doing with the uh, 2K, like they're all releasing kind of the grades and the ne- yeah. you know, the media hype for the next game. Yeah. Uh, so I think Donald was one, I can't remember. Uh, TJ Watt and I can't remember the rest. Oh, Adams, that was another one. Oh, uh, yep. Devonta Adams. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, but they've... Yeah, you know, Trent Williams. So if they did a presentation, they gave him a, a little little thing. Yeah, yeah let's say joining the ninety nine club. So um, I think it was nice as the first in what is now the oh, what are we up to twenty fifth ish Madden? I think. Yeah, but, um, I think it's mid nineties. It's more than that yeah, because yeah. I remember having the twenty fifth edition. It might be close to thirty. There you go. Yeah, first offensive lineman. To have 99 um, in 30-ish years of Madden. I'm just trying to look it up here. The first release was in 1988. Yeah, 30. But then I don't know in the 90s if they, yeah, how they work that. Yeah, they might have, mm. they might have only released one every couple of years. Mm. Anyway. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's going to do us for NFL? Yeah. 
All right, let's get through the on the Esky final round. Ding, ding. Uh, a bit of a shorter final round. Uh, we did uh, cover the UFC 276 last week. Please check that out if you're interested in our uh, review mm-hmm. of that. The only sort of things that sort of came to fruition during the week was that Volk actually broke in his hand in the second round. Yeah. Uh, so all that punishment that he unleashed, uh, you know, in the back end of the second, third and fourth, fifth rounds uh, against Holloway was all done on a broken hand. He was ranked number one pay, uh, pound for pound during the week as well. Oh, took so he overtook, overtook Kamaru Usman. That is very interesting. He also said that he wants to have his next fight down under. Uh, obviously, all three of the max fights were uh, away from Australia with two in America and one on Fight Island. Uh, you know, he's sick of the booze. Uh, if we had one here, uh, I doubt there'd be very many booze for, for the Volk. And uh, does, you know, does the UFC kind of own it, owe it to him now if he's their number one pound for pound fighter and he hasn't even had, um, you know, any of his big fights uh, uh, back home, you know, for, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and he's, and he's going to go up a, um, a weight class uh, to, to take on some of the boys at lightweight. Uh, yeah, do they owe it to him to have, have his next fight down under? Time will tell, obviously, in the COVID era, uh, organising that, Dana probably had no... Uh, no intention of bringing any fights down here. I didn't want any of that noise. Um, but, yeah, with, with Australia opening back up and, uh, you know, potentially if he's got to go up, he's probably not looking at, f- at fighting in the next six months. Uh, could be our summertime as well. Um, uh, there's lots of things to suggest that maybe uh, a return for the UFC back uh, down under. Yeah, I'd love to see, see the UFC back. Um Volk getting a good opponent. Opponent mm. looks like Oliveira versus McGregor is potentially then something they're looking at. So Money fat. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether Volk gets the winner of that, who knows? Ooh. Interesting. I, I, yeah. Well, obviously he probably want to get paid as well. Um, but yeah, he definitely said post fight that he wants uh, the to be a two belt champion as well. Maybe fight Connor, and uh, and then. Well, whoever's got the belt, so... Well, that's true. Connor Connor could have a belt. Connor could have the belt. That is true. Time will tell. uh, And obviously, uh, I think, you know, there'd be three boys here that'd be very keen to go to a UFC event if they were to bring it back down under. Definitely, definitely. Start saving your money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dos Anjos and Fizaev. Yeah, uh, RDA got knocked mm. out in that fight. Yep, 18 seconds left in the fifth round. Wow. Jeez, right. Okay, okay. I wonder, it says TKO there, so whether it was a bit of ground and pound to end it off. But, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you can find that for us, Jimmy. Um, Good luck but with the UFC and yeah. finishes, and it just happened. Uh, that yeah. was in the UFC fight night um, that's just occurred. Uh, Fizev, he goes to, I think, 12-1 and one now. So pretty good mixed martial arts record there for him. Uh, RDA, he's 37 now. Um, you know, he's... He's, he's got a good record. He but needed to really start. A, this would need to kick off his next run. And yeah, yeah I, unfortunately, I wonder uh, um, what he'll be thinking moving forward. Yeah, further through, James. That's round four. Oh yeah, of course. We uh, it's a free event, um, so we don't have to YouTube. We can actually just scroll <laughs> on KO to, yeah. to so that that'll to be try the start and find of, it. So start of the fifth. Start of the fifth. So just have to keep going a little bit further. Yeah. There, um, we weren't watching this fight, um, so I Definitely, wonder yeah. wonder how it was looking before. Must have been 18 seconds into, into the match. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so he must have just come out and light him up. Yep. So yeah. here we go. We've got it on the KO now. Shout out to Kiwi. KO if you're looking to sponsor any Jeff. podcasts, etc., etc. <laughs> uh, 
It's definitely, does he have a good pace this fight being the fifth round? Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're really exchanging, really exchanging. Oh, yeah, oh bang, big left yeah. hook, drops him, and then oh, ref, two, jump, ref jumped in there. Two quick. hammer fists, yeah, quick. possibly, possibly early, although that left hook definitely yeah, he, rocked him. Yeah, he landed stiff for a second, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's a good finish. Uh, for a fight mm. that I think uh, RDA probably won the first couple of rounds from what I saw mm-hmm. uh, wrestling-wise mm-hmm. in winning the grappling Exchanges, so yeah, maybe, maybe a, l- a little early in there, but he was he was in dire straits, I would say, with that one. And RDA was seventh in the lightweight division, so Fizev will go to seventh or higher. You would imagine when the new rankings come out, uh, an absolutely stacked division there in the UFC. Uh, he was Fizev's on a six-fight yeah. streak at yeah. the moment now. Yeah. So he goes to twelve and one with that win, doesn't he? He yeah. was eleven and one. Another name to look out for there in the lightweight division. Yeah, mm. Such a stacked division. Arguably the, the most stacked, but we may have that conversation at another time. Yep. Uh, in boxing, uh, Derek Chisora uh, wins a heavyweight bout against Kubrat Pulev, the Bulgarian. Uh, that was actually for uh, – it was a title fight for the WBA International Heavyweight Division. He is 38. He's 33 and 12. He was coming off three losses, and he wants Deontay Wilder. Does that happen? Ooh, I doubt it. I doubt it. But stranger things do happen in boxing. Uh, it will be interesting to see how they work out uh, what's the go there. Wilder, he's got to fight Joshua, does he not? No, I no. don't think so because uh, I think Wilder's in the wilderness currently. I don't in think the wilderness, got, if you will. Yeah, Ooh, he's, got, yeah. He's, he's currently um, unbooked. Okay. That's what I thought. Because Joshua had to – he's got he's the, got the, the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, and he's got the uh, Alexander Juszczyk yeah. uh, fight, sorry. And I've seen Andrew um, Ruiz as well. He's mm. uh, Andre Ruiz, yeah, the, yeah. the big Mexican? Yes. Yeah. Um, he's uh, very skinny at the moment. Um, really? He dropped yeah. a few kgs. Yeah, it's, he, oh, he's got a fight coming up. So He normally fights a, fights a little fat, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, well, he did against Joshua. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, uh, Not that fat Matt really matters. No, no, no. Considering uh, Tyson Fury's love handles don't really stop him. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> not Any, anything out. there on Wilder? Not. Uh, not really. Yeah, I don't think he had so anything booked. So that's that's a probably a decent call out because he's um, you know, unbooked currently. Wilder says he's coming back because boxing dies without an American champion. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, says the bronze bomber. And the heavyweight division isn't exciting <laughs> without him, despite Tyson Fury's success. Spoken like a true American boxer. And, you know, there's the chat of Francis, et cetera, ongoing. And indeed, indeed. Uh, Francis and John Jones have been uh, in uh, in the Twitter battles uh, as well, going back and forth. So creating that storyline. Um, so hopefully we see something in regards for all that uh, there. Uh, F1? Oh, sorry, before you get there, finished boxing. Oh. Uh, Tommy Fury was out of his fight with Jake Paul, couldn't get into re- – rejected visa, couldn't get into the U- oh, you're USA. you're joking. So, yeah, that got canned and they've got, uh, I think, one of Jake Paul's former sparring partners that uh, got into, you know, a heated exchange in my, one of their previous warm-ups who's actually heavyweight. Um, oh, really? So I think it's a 200-pound catch weight is what they're doing okay. for, for this fight coming forward. Um, which I still believe is August. Yeah, um, August sixth. August sixth. So that's coming up. Hasim, Hasim Rahman Junior. There you go. Uh, who's had like a hundred amateur f- boxing fights and a heap of uh, a couple of well, bunch of pro fights as well. So um, 
more uh, experienced than maybe even Tommy was, but mm. hey, uh, we'll see what Jake can do mm. there. Mm. Madison Square Garden. Yep. August 6th for that one. Yeah. There's a bunch of uh, YouTube uh, pay per views coming up for boxing in the next two months. F1, F1 is in Austria, uh, but we need to talk Silverstone first, do we not? Yes, let's cover off Silverstone, yeah. uh, which ended up being a great race. Uh, we got to talk about the, Crazy the, the zoo ca- crash to, mm. to start it all off, mm. which um, ended up being uh, quite crazy. Um, I think it was well, Gasly kind of pinches uh, Russell into mm. uh, Zoo's car, which then flips it, and then it slides probably three, four hundred meters um, across the ground on its top into the tire wall. Uh, of course, no brakes when you're upside down, and uh, flips <laughs> it over and gets caught yeah. in the catch fence. Uh, yeah. So over the tire barriers, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, and then falls down between the catch fence, which is why they took. Um, uh, between the catch fence and the the tie barrier, which is mm. probably about two foot wide, uh, so it ended kind of up upside down as well. Yeah, like upside was, down. He couldn't get out by himself. Yeah, Jeez. so he couldn't get out of the car. Luckily, there was no fire involved in any of this. Uh, mm. Otherwise, yeah. it could be a bit more tragic. There was photographers and stuff behind there, so catch fence did its job. Uh, everything the halo did its job. Um, the yep. rollover hoop they're going to have a look at because uh, it essentially disintegrated. Uh, but I think it's more mm. designed for impact, not. Uh, sliding, so yeah, because <laughs> um, it's actually, I believe, glued on in the Alfa Romeo car. Um, so yeah, it's it's more done for if you flip and land on it, like it'll absorb all the impact. Yep. So it did yeah. its its job in that regards. Um, yeah, but it took a nice big divot out of the Silverstone track, um, and ended up red flagging the race, and ended up being a you know a bit of a scary scary thing. Um, I think Russell as well probably deserves a little bit of credit. Um, Yep. Uh, everyone else, Albon had crashed as well and had to go to hospital. Um, but then Ocon and I can't remember the other one. Um, so Ocon, Gasly, Bottas, Russell and uh, yeah, Guan Yu all did not finish. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, so a bunch of those on this because it essentially created is it um, in concertina effect into the first corner corner where they all crashed mm. into each other. So a bunch of those, they drove on, get around back into the pits and they can fix the car on the red flag. But Russell stops actually gets out of his car and then yeah. runs across the gravel to go check on Zoom. It was probably the third person on scene nice. with yeah. the officials. Because he could, when he got back to his car, he couldn't start it again and they had to drive it back. So he couldn't actually participate in the race. So he actually, by being the Good Samaritan, ruled himself mm. out. But uh, I think Russell will take that every day of the week um, and breaks his streak of Mr. Consistency. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, great vision on his part. Um, mm. Yeah. Probably not his fault for causing the crash, but he did cause the flip, I guess. Um, but it is what it is. Does the halo save his life there, do you think? Uh, with the roller hoop failing without it, yeah, he's probably sliding on his helmet. Mm. So, yeah, it's, um, again, testament to the safety that is brought into F1, uh, the halo and all the all the safety regulations. Like, it's definitely working mm. to the point that, you know, Zoo worked away unscathed and is racing today. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it's it's a pretty crazy. Have you seen this, Peps? It's a pretty yeah, crazy, I, yeah. Um, kind of you know scene. They 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 lose it on the initial camera. And you just see this car flying around in the back. Um, the 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 videos from the um from the spectators on that corner uh, is probably the the more scary thing. Mm. You just see this yeah. car coming straight at you, and it's not stopping because mm. there's mm. nothing to stop it when it's upside down. Was the track still wet from the rains in the days leading yeah, up to I it? it, that, it, it would have dried out pretty quick, yeah, hey? I think it was all good by, by race time. Yeah. It's, just, it's just one of those things. 
um, you know, four cars can't go into one corner. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, trying to own the same part of the racetrack. And Gasly, repeat offender, did it in the sprint race uh, um, last night as well. He tried to pinch up against Hamilton and mm. S- mm. Hamilton can't disappear, so he ends up spinning his car around. So, yeah, Gasly may be a little bit aggressive in starting of races. Anyway, for Silverstone, uh, Science wins his first GP in his 150th race. Uh, for him, 150 did it take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Perez. Long time for the biggie. Perez won his yeah. second race last time, and that was his 150th out as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So um, he's good for him. Perez finished second after having to be forced to early pit stop with crashes in the first lap. Uh, was last, I believe. Um, so friend from first to second. Hamilton finished third and had the fastest lap. He had a great battle there with the Ferraris, uh, trying to get in. Um, you know, potentially he was very quick, potentially actually winning this race, mm. um, but finishing third, mm. he was very happy with that and kind of showed where his car and the Mercedes definitely looking better. Max had floor damage, was leading the race, um, but he couldn't maintain his uh, pace. And uh, even with a damaged car, actually had a big piece of um, Albon, oh, well, an Alpine, I think it was Albon, no, it wasn't Albon, it would have been Ocon or um, Alonso's car, probably Ocon's car, lodged in his in his floor. Jesus. So it was probably about a football size, uh, which was <laughs> – and it just goes to show how much it affects the aerodynamics to the fact that it, um, yep. it caused him to go from first to seventh. Um, mm. uh, so Mick Schumacher finishes eighth there mm-hmm. uh, for his first points, um, yeah. celebrated like uh, – he won the GP. Um, <laughs> his family very happy, but it, mm. it also yeah. gave him confidence. And Haas has been really good. They were very good in the sprint race last night. They're yeah. finishing in the top tens. They're, they're kind of turning that team around. Um, and they did have a double points finish. Unfortunately for our boy Ricardo, they didn't do too well. Yeah. His tyre strategy was yeah. odd. Like they went from the mediums to the soft, um, which then put him so far back behind like they couldn't make any traction on it and then had to switch to the hards after everyone kind of had done that stint and that really put him completely out of phase with everyone else in the racetrack so mm. whether they were behind and tried something and it didn't work um it's probably what happened here at least zach brown during the week it sounds like they'll keep him see out his contract so mm-hmm. he'll be there next season yeah um, um both him and lando were comparable pay place uh, pace last night in the sprint race yeah. finished 11th and 12th from memory but they i think were seventh all the way through to uh, 12th was separated by seconds so ended up being pretty good uh so that's where they are sprint race as i said won by max ferraris fought each other and um ended up uh finishing i think leclerc sites two yep. three um that's how they'll start in the race tonight. Uh, Russell had no real competition. He'll be fourth. Perez fought from 13th up into fifth. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, big for him. Uh, probably baddest news for Alonso and Vettel having to start right at the bottom. Alonso's car didn't start for the sprint race, so he was ruled out, which means he'll start 20th in the race. And Vettel uh, got mm. spun uh, late um, by Gasly, I have a feeling. I can't remember exactly. Um but he got spun and also was out. Um, yeah. And Tarek seems to get spinned twice. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, so yeah, interesting race. Red Bull favourite. Uh, Verstappen yeah. probably going to win this. We'll see if Perez can finish second. I think it's going to be the chat. I'd uh, hopefully see Lando and Ricardo. They look like they had some race pace here, um, be competitive. 
Uh, see if the Mercedes can stay in touch with Red Bulls and Science. Um, and, yeah, we could talk porpoising. There's been some chat about, um, you know, the team principals getting stuck in, into each other. Um, with the new regulations and the porpoising, they've found that maybe Red Bull and Ferrari allegedly, um, most likely it was those two had been circumnavigating the rules a little bit because you're meant to have a stable floor, but they only check, like, the start of the mm. floor and, like, two feet down. So what they were yeah, doing is making the rest of the floor flexible, which means, essentially, if the floor can flex, means the back of the car can flex, sort of, like, dampening, like a suspension yeah. and dampening the porpoising. While they had, didn't have porpoising, maybe Mercedes did. So it looks like the rules are going to be uh, reinforced, let's say, mm. and maybe that'll have effect on Red Bull and Ferrari. We'll see and see if that brings the Mercedes into into contention a bit more. Long season still to go, yeah, and yep. yeah, um, they're you know that's that's three way battle of constructors. Um, it's whether those guys can get into that conversation there for uh, for potential uh, winning the drivers championship as well. But Max Max clear favourite at this point. That loose ref one. Yes. Before we jump the tennis, you want to talk about this Dragons game real quickly. Um, uh, yeah, so Bron- Broncos have scored, but Tarek Sims has been binned for the second time in this match already. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> taking out his uh, origin frustrations about being dropped on the yeah. on the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I s- the first one was for a higher shot. I didn't see what this second one was for. Yeah, I think this one, the second one was a swinging arm. The first one was high shot. I think on the the kicker mm. um, from what I saw. But yeah, that's Good they, they were there. The Dragons were on top um, once they had a full set of. Full squad, mm. but yeah, mm. bin man means try time for the baby Broncos um, who have taken the lead 8 6. And Sri Lanka have kind of settled into after that wicket. They've yeah, kind lunch, of settled in. Lunchtime there. Did the they make 300 or were they still? I in think the they were close. Uh, no, 262. 262. 262. Three for 262. So only the one wicket in the uh, first session there. So we've got, a, we've got a game on our hands in the cricket. And tennis. Let's talk Wimbledon. Uh, so in the in the in the ladies, uh, Kazakh Elena Rybakina wins the women's singles. It was her maiden Grand Slam title. Uh, it seems in the post Barty slash Serena Williams era that it's really made it wide open. Uh, I think there was only one top uh, ten. 10 seed in the girls that made the quarterfinals. Uh, Alia Tomjanovic, unfortunately, the Aussie, uh, she wasn't able to pres- uh, progress past the quarters. Uh, she had the shits um, with the um, the press, um, much like, you know, we're talking about them with Dusty Martin. They are, you know, they want to ask the questions that the people want to hear, I suppose, but uh, they lack a bit of respect sometimes. Uh, after she won her fourth round match, um, the first question that she got asked was about her relationship. <laughs> no, her relationship with Nick Kyrgios. Oh, yeah. um, they were doubles partners, weren't they? Yeah, and they went out. Uh, they went out together for uh, a, th- a couple of years, actually. And she was pretty disappointed uh, after winning uh, a fourth round game, getting through to the quarterfinals, being asked uh, straight well, off the bat about that. What was the chat with Nick Kyrgios during the tournament? And was he charged with something? He got charged with assault. Assault. Yeah. That's yeah. So that, uh, yeah, it's got to be playing on his mind, I imagine. Yeah. Um, the timing of it, I don't, you know, obviously I don't want to speak what, what, out of line, but the timing is very unusual. Yeah, what was the assault? Was it Dem- a domestic, bit? domestic oh, okay. with the 
ex, ex okay. with his ex girlfriend. Yeah. He's now he's yeah. now uh, engaged to his current g- girlfriend. So when he comes back here, yeah, he will have to go through court uh, with that lady. Obviously, we're not going to comment too much nope. about legal proceedings. We'll leave that, um, you know, for mm. the for the people with legal expertise. Yeah, I, I, to I can sort see out, I can see the, why the media's line of questioning, but yeah, it's also like. Well, it's disrespectful to Tomjanovic. She said, no, nothing like that happened with me when I was going out with Nick. Next question, yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. Don't mm. keep going on. Yeah. Let's talk about how I just won the fucking tournament. <laughs> well, just just one. We're talking about Tomjanovic here. Oh, so okay. so yes. she won. This yes. is her fourth round uh, yeah, before going out in the quarters. Yeah. The lady that did win the tournament, uh, she's, she represents Kazakhstan, but she grew up in Russia, obviously yeah, has, uh, has Kazakh uh, heritage. She represented Russia until she was 19, so until four years ago. So had she not switched allegiances to represent her native Kazakhstan, she wouldn't have been allowed to compete in this Wimbledon. So it's interesting, well, uh, have you interesting seen the, how things play out. Yeah, have you seen that A, was it ATP? Um, yeah, that's the World ten or Yeah, yeah they, the they, tennis don't, pros. they don't take rankings from this tournament because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, so so okay. for like Nick, he's not going to get a bump in any of the rankings because they know they don't count. Ah. Uh, because, because of the stance that they have taken um, – uh, on Russia, I believe. So there's a bit of fighting between the Grand Slams and then the uh, professional circuit. It's an interesting one, yeah, isn't it? Do you punish Russian athletes and Belarusian athletes yeah. for what's going on, uh, you know, in Russia? They don't have obviously much control around it. You know, does sanctioning them, God, does Putin go, oh, I'm going to end this, you know, war because... Medvedev can't play. <laughs> uh, That's no the platform, bro. It's yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's it's a hard one. Do you feel yeah. sorry for them? Do you feel sorry for the Russian footballers that, that yeah. can't you know yeah. compete to play in the World Cup? It's it's an interesting one. I just had, I didn't realize though that ATP had um, uh, had taken that stance mm. that on the mm. for those those tournaments that have made that decision that the. They weren't um, essentially including the rankings from the tournament. It's interesting. Anyway. Bit of fighting. Bit yeah. of fighting. Good news yeah. for the Aussies. Matt Ebden and Max Purcell, they won the men's doubles. They were the blokes that uh, lost Kyrgios and Kokonakis in the Australian Open. It's the first time that uh, that Aussies, or two Aussies, have won the the, um, the doubles at Wimbledon since uh, since the Woodies. So, the, so quite some time, nearly 20 years there. So yeah. what was the reason for the special case not competing in the doubles? Uh, so Kyrgios is still playing, bro. So they, while yeah. the only reason why they would, were playing doubles uh, is because they both lost their singles games. Pretty but I would have thought on. they would have had to have entered into the, like, think, like registered to be in the doubles tournament. Tennis, tennis experts here. Yeah, no, I think they they were slated to play, but then um, obviously because Kiros was you, doing well, well you, you don't play. You, go you're not going to play. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to. Um, Play doubles and then have to play every day when you're single. Like essentially, the doubles yeah. guys for anyone that plays singles and doubles, the yeah. only reason why they go deep is if they've lost their singles games early. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's uh, fair. Uh, it is just you know with Curious's uh, you know cardio of you know playing a game and then smashing ten beers <laughs> and then backing up playing another game. I thought he could probably fit in a doubles. Didn't game have to well. play semi either. He got the default against uh, against Nadal. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> generally as it comes. Obviously, not you know massive tennis aficionados. Just you know, like to comment about what we think about Nick Kyrgios, like everyone else <laughs> yes. seems to do. 
it does set, yeah, it does set up a massive Wimbledon uh, men's tonight? men's final tonight. Uh, it's going to be shit timing, you know, through the middle of the night. But uh, I'm sure a lot of Aussies uh, will wake up to the news, and the diehard tennis fans uh, will be going to work bleary eyed tomorrow. Will be taking the day off, perhaps, because uh, geez, mm. we haven't had a men's singles champion for a very long time. Do you, Monks, do you mind chasing that up? When was the last time an Australian was in the final? Would it Leighton? Leighton, yeah. I, I, it's, it have to be, for, for men's tennis, it would be close to 20 years. Yeah, You can chase that one up. Just go all Grand Slams, maybe. I know in 2001, actually, Pat Rafter lost to Goran Ivanisevic. Uh, so that's 21 years ago. Yeah, uh, so it would be either him or whether Leighton... I think, Le- well, I, think Leighton, I feel like Leighton won the US in maybe 02, something like that, off the yeah. top of the head. We haven't had a men's champion for, for, for about 20 yeah. years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that well, even straight, play, straight even, off the, Even Australian playing in the final, yeah, I think we've had been, one since those. It's either. been a long, long time uh, in the men's, of course. Yeah, uh, Ash Barty winning see, a few recently. I don't think Philip Hoover's has ever went that deep. And I think yeah, Leighton, I don't think the Pooh... I don't think the Pooh made a final either. Yeah, it... It'd have to be Leighton. Monks, chase it up um, if you would. Uh, I know you can do list of Grand Slam winners. That, um, oh, actually, well, that'll only get you the winner. Yeah, good luck. Well, just, just, <laughs> just, go, just do Leighton and see if Leighton ever played in a final in for, Wait. for Wimbledon. Oh, for Wimbledon. See, I know Leighton won US, but did he win in Wimbledon? Maybe he did. Amongst all that fun down the end there, chasing that one up. Well, he was world number one for a reason. So I'm, uh, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Leighton won two Grand Slams. I just can't remember if it was two US's or if it was one and one. Uh, I'm going to get some odds whilst you do that. Uh, What do the bookies think um, here for Kyrgios and Djokovic? Uh, Sportsbet, an Australian bookie, mind you, have Djokovic at $1.25. Nick Kyrgios, $4. Kyrgios has beaten Djokovic before as well. Uh, I do, well, I don't think he's ever done it in a Grand Slam, but he, I know in other tournaments he does have wins over the Joker. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Um, so there in 2005 was the last time that an Australian was in a men's um, final uh, in Leighton Hewitt losing to Marit Safin. He won in... Oh, 2002, Wimbledon. He won the yep, US yep. Open 2001. Yep. Quarter finals in the French Open in 01 and 04. And he was the final of the 05 Australian Open. And shout out to the poo. We'd forgotten. 2003, Wimbledon. Mark Philippoussis lost to Roger Federer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but look at that. A pretty good year, a pretty good run there for Australian uh, tennis. Uh, stars through the late 90s and early noughties. So Pat Rafter, <laughs> Pat Rafter winning the US in, in 98 uh, and 97. Against uh, the Pooh. Against yeah. the Pooh. Uh, and then in 99, there weren't any Aussies in, in finals. But then 2000, Wimbledon, Pat Rafter lost to Sampras. 2001, Leighton won the US against Sampras and Rafter lost um, to Ivanisevic. So Pat Rafter... Back in 2000, 2001, losing consecutive uh, Wimbledons. And then in 02, Leighton winning Wimbledon. Um, so, yeah, 20 years. It's been 20 years. Maybe is that an omen? Is that an omen for, for Nicky? Uh, get at us in the comments if Nick Kyrgios <laughs> does it for you. Do you get around him? He off, yeah. Look, he gets people talking about tennis. You can't argue that. Um, he, you, you know, people love love him or love to hate him. The media definitely has painted him as the villain. Um, it's going to be interesting. The game against Sitsipas was 
interesting when he knocked off the number four. Well, uh, I think was I, living rent free in his head. And I think is that the game plan for for Joker? Can he can he rile the Joker and get him? Off his game, which I think is what he's going to need. Get uh, in his head, get in his head. To, to uh, they were, they did have a little social media exchange, uh, which seemed pretty friendly. I yeah. think. Um, yeah. bef- before was it lunch or dinner on the winner? Something like that. Uh, I did send it to in the group chat. Uh, it was um, uh, Nick asking uh, uh, Novak, "Are they friends now?" And then, if you're inviting me for uh, a drink or dinner, I accept. P.S. Winner of tomorrow pays. Uh, and Nick said, uh, back to him, deal, let's go to a nightclub and go nuts. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> as well because Nick was quite vocal of uh, of Novak and his uh, hosting of tournaments uh, during uh, lockdowns and the rest of it, uh, but it seems like it's all water under a bridge, uh, at least uh, on the socials. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, an Australian in a men's uh, Grand Slam final tonight for the first time in 20 years. That will do us here on the Esky. I hope you're having a good week if you're listening back to this on the tools, in the office, taking a shit, whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, be unusual if you're listening to us taking a shit. But we're, we're nearly at the three-hour marks. <laughs> maybe you're taking a shit, maybe you're listening to pure shit. Who knows? Who knows? Thank you for your Fair continued support. We do appreciate yep. it. Check us out on the socials. We should be here next weekend unless my wife goes into labour. Um, if that's the case, we'll have a couple of weeks off. Thank you for listening, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, check us out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Esky code, 25% off still. Uh, works on Carlton Draft. We had to check that, that one. That still work. All right, see you next time. Bye. Catch you. Bye. 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 <laughs>